Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies, put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. I'm Whitey, and this is Born to Watch. And today we're coming to you from a galaxy far, far away. A place where humans and droids coexist, where good is secretly battling evil, and the scariest person in the galaxy has a serious case of asthma, and the hero is a whiny kid who just wants to go to the Toshi station to pick up some power converters. Of course, I'm talking about the greatest movie of all time. Well, according to Gao and I. Star Wars Episode Four. A new hope. Now let's meet my Padawans. G-Man, welcome. Hello. Yes, greatest movie of all time. Well. High praise. Well, well it's up there. Well, it's number one on our list. It is. Right? It is. Yeah, looking forward to this one. I'll tell you what, really enjoyed last week's pod. It was good. Yeah, doing I did the, too. Uh, 10 best. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun doing that. It was good exercise. So hard to get it down. I know a lot of people have been... Trying to get their list down and see their top 10, it's really hard to do. Yeah, it's been good. A lot of engagement on that, actually. Yeah. A lot of people putting their lists up. I thought of another one the other day, which was really big to me as a kid. American Werewolf in London. Yeah, great movie. It's an awesome movie. And I didn't even, didn't come across my mind. It's in my top, it'd in. be in my top 25, I Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That had a big impact on me as a kid. But yeah, uh, yeah just one of the ones. It's, I mean, there's so many. So well, hard to get that list down. Yeah. So there's been calls out for the top 10 TV series of all time now. Oh, great. Coming from the uh, fan base. TJ Hooker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. Shatner at his best. Sweaty best. Uh, and with us, we've got a very special guest flying into us from the Junlin Wastes of Vicky Point. Damo, how are you, mate? Yes, I'm good. And I don't know, because Morgs has skipped town, but don't worry, I've got Dog the bunty, Bounty Hunter out looking for him. <laughs> so we should be able to find him soon. But um, yeah, that top 10 last week, yeah, was, was good. But no one mentioned Night Eyes 1. Night Eyes 2, Night Eyes 3. Like, God. what's going on? Um, but I do, and we'll say, Morgs was kind of funny because he, he talked about recency bias and then he picks a movie from 1971. Yeah. <laughs> and do, I just do, thought he suffered from, he was affected by obscurity bias. <laughs> Quite what, possibly. I'll tell you what, Wake in Fright. I watched it after Morgs' recommendation. That's a different movie. What do you think? It's different. You're going to watch uh, it again? I reckon it's one of those ones you kind of have to down the line because I watched it and I was like, what is this about? It's a two... I said last week it's a one-watcher. It's a two-watcher. Yeah, I, and I, it's the next day I thought about it. It started growing me a little bit and I thought, I'm going to have to watch that again to maybe pick up more. But it's a, it's a, it's an out-there movie. But speaking of that, do you think you think Dog will be able to find Morgs? I mean, Morgs is a man of the land, you know. He, he's used to being out there on the land. Look, Dog is good. Look, Dog actually is a dead ringer for a one-night stand that I had back in the uh, <laughs> late 80s. And Dog, he's, mate, he's, he's on the case. Um, hopefully gets his wife on board. She's, you know, they're packing heat. You know, they got She's their, the brains. Yeah, well, they got their tasers in there, like their utility they, they belt they sort do. of thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Morgs is used to foraging off the land. He's... He's well, a ghost. Well, he's, like, he's, Lieutenant Ma- he's Lieutenant Matthew Markinson. <laughs> he, he's a ghost. Yeah, he's a ghost. We might have to get then... What's, what's that other guy? Um, uh, Bear Grylls. We might have to get, get him out there then. Yeah. Yeah, well, Bear, if Bear can't find him, no one can. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, Dan sends his apologies. He's uh, he's taking a, a well earned break. He's on holidays, so enjoy that, Dan. And we're going to cover a movie that didn't make your top ten, but one that's loved by you nonetheless. Okay, nineteen seventy seven. The world changed forever with the release of Star Wars. 
Changed the way we viewed movies, the way movies were made, and definitely the way they were marketed. In fact, there's an argument that the 70s in general changed cinema forever, and we're actually going to chat about that in a relevant film school for FWITs later on. Gents, what are your memories of Star Wars and when did we first see it? We'll start with you, Gal. Couldn't tell you the first time I saw it, but I know I was really young. When did it come out? 77. Came out 77. So I saw it around that time, but oh, I just remember being transfixed by the whole thing, as everybody was, I think. I mean, everybody had their their Star Wars figurines and their cases and all the toys. Like, it was it was just so big. Lightsabers were the biggest weapon you could ever have. Yeah. Well, not the biggest weapon you could have. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Death Star was the biggest weapon you could yeah. have. The lightsaber was pretty cool. But yeah, I just, uh, as a kid, this movie was just so big and so good. Yeah, it was a phenomenon. Damo? Well, it was brought out in the States in May of 77 and it came to Australia in October 77. So there was always that wait. So there was obviously news reports and just, I mean, it's not well, like... Okay, so Gal and I are a little bit long, younger than you. Yeah. So you would have been able to see this at its original cinema run. And I did, and yeah. I remember mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I went to the movies, like, Dad took the whole family, we all went, and I, and there was even a program. Like, yeah. I remember sitting in the, like, and I think it might have been Hoyt's George Street, um, and Dad was showing me this program, trying to show me, like, C-3PO, and he was saying it to me, and I, it was like me trying to say... She sells seashells by the seashore. I could not say, yeah. like, oh, I was like, oh, it's C3PP, 3P. And, um, and I remember sitting there, yeah, look with the program. And then, yeah, so I saw it at the movies. And then I remember we went and saw it at the drive-ins at Skyline with a whole bunch of families not much longer after that. And then I think I went back to back to back to any time that I went to the movies, I kept seeing this same movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mentioned it last week in the in the top 10 list that I saw this on the re-release before Empire. So, yeah, and I saw that as well. So yeah. it was in 80 when they re-released it back to cinemas and I remember seeing it at Hoyt's Ringham Mall. Right. It, was, it, was, it hadn't been open for very long, Hoyt's Ringham Mall. And I remember watching this movie and just being blown away and it just sort of changed. And I was only very young. I was only five at the time. So, But I remember from them, I was just, I was in, I was all in. All my yep. chips went in. Oh, 100%. And this was this was one of those videos that when it when it did get released on TV, you recorded it, and it just got played over and over and over. And then the minute it was released on VHS, the remember that it that got released as a trilogy was the first time it was released. Got released as a trilogy pack in a blue cardboard yep. case. Yep, trilogy pack. I had that. Then it got released again in the uh, in a widescreen edition. I bought that. <laughs> then it got released in the original edition again. I bought that. Then it got released in 97 in the special editions in VHS. Just got that. Then DVD got released. Got that. Then Blue Go got released. Got that. Now 4K have got released. Got them. It's like, it's the, it's probably yeah. the one movie where I've got every possible, still today at my house, I've got every possible iteration that this has been released on. Uh, apart from the original rental style in, in the big cases, which I, you know, are worth about. A thousand bucks each now. Wow! Yeah, as, as a VHS. Have you still got any of your figurines? I don't. The originals. I've got a couple of my originals. I went down the rabbit hole during COVID. I know that. <laughs> I, 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 I know you've got. So I know you've got fresh stuff. So the story is, my mother certified fresh. My mo- <laughs> I had a uh, quite a substantial collection of of Star Wars figures, and my mother gave them all away without me knowing, and then. <gasps> 
at that age when you're sort of 10, 11, 12, when they cease to matter. Yeah. Yes. But no. then when you're sort of 19, 18, 19, 20, when you want to revisit stuff and go back stuff and stuff becomes nostalgic, I'm like, oh, mum, like, where's, where's my, my Star Wars yeah. toys? And she was like, oh, uh, gave them away. And yeah. I hated her guts for it. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had like a it's like a little case that you open up and all the and all the figures yeah. sit in their little in their little box in the little row and then you could turn it over and each each figurine had a had a hole in its foot when you could yeah. stand yeah. had a little stand yeah. and you could stand them yeah. all up and I and the full briefcase I loved it and then same thing it went by the wayside somewhere yeah. and all those I had a land speeder yeah I had an X wing like a proper yep. like steel X wing oh yeah. and they they were well, all gone I've just bought I just bought one of the original diecast X wings. How much you reckon that? How much you reckon that costs? In I the day, the price think. tag would have been. Oh no, the little diecast. Okay. So remember the diecast oh, yeah, ones? Yeah. They're still substantially like, like about. They're probably fifteen centimeters long. I don't know. I measured that. The I measured that. So, the so easy so one. like made in not in the seventies. Made in the seventies, original. Probably a grand. No, no, not that much. It cost me eighty dollars. Well, shit, I'm out. Yeah. I'm something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he would have preferred to sell but it to me. Sloan, Sloan, our mate has got a star destroyer. With the bl- which had a little hole in the bottom, which had a plastic blockade runner, which clipped into it, and he's got the Star Destroyer with the blockade runner, still, that's worth about six hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. That was a six dollar toy. Yeah, right? oh, they're worth it. That was a six dollar toy. Now look, the the market on um, Star Wars figures are ridiculous, and we could do a whole podcast on that, but we're not going to. It'll bore everyone to tears. Suffice to say, I've got about four. S- Rather large tubs of modern and vintage Star Wars figures sitting underneath my house, which I need to ensure. But they also brought out uh, cards too, trading cards. I've got, yes. trading, I've got, yeah. I've got trading cards. Yeah. I've gone back and rebought trading cards. Okay. Uh, I've, I went a little bit mental during COVID, as we all did, and we all found a vice. I gave up drinking and started buying Star Playing Wars Playing toys. Stuff. Yeah. You're the only person who gave up drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I am the only person. The other way. Yeah, <laughs> I am the only person to give up drinking in COVID, but I probably spent more than anyone else. Yeah. Thank you, um, thank you to the government for the uh, COVID relief package. <laughs> the Star was, Wars toy fund. It was spent well. It was spent well. Okay, so we're going to – this was an interesting one because I could have set the overs and unders at, at a ridiculous number here. I'm going to set it at 50. It's low. Gow. Over 50. Yeah. Well over 50. Yeah. Any thoughts? I, I couldn't have to guess. This, I, this is the movie I would have watched the most – in my life, yes, for sure. Yeah, uh, in the hundreds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, not hundred, so this maybe over a hundred. This will be interesting. Now, Damo has said that he saw this at the cinema, then he backed to back to backed it, right? Which means that conservatively, before the end of nineteen seventy-seven, he could have seen this movie five times. Yep. How many over and under fifty? Well, I reckon I rocketed to say twenty really quickly, and then. Probably the second last time I watched it was when the uh, at the movies again. In was it when when he brought out those add on nineteen ninety seven, right? So special with editions, all, the, all that shit. Yeah, so before before episode one. So yeah, I reckon then I saw that and I haven't seen it much since then until the other week. So I, look, I'd probably be around in the twenties, early twenties. Okay, but uh, but like I said, it was just it's been twenty years really since I've watched yeah. it that but, much. But hang on, so if we use demo years. Yeah, well, Damo, Damo six, watches. Seven. We turns up as a sevens conservative, I think yes. seven. Well, how so many do you reckon you, you've watched it? Uh, this is the movie I've watched the most. This movie was watched at least once a week in the video shop. At least once a week. So just in my time at the video shop, I've watched it five hundred times. 
just in my time at the video shop. This movie, I think that I could, this could be <laughs> 900 to 1,000 times. Raise your bat. Wow. Can you, can I, you I, raise your bat and we give you I, a I have, clap? And, and look, it may not have been watched all the way through, but I've watched a at least 70% of this movie, probably probably conservatively 750 times. Right. Conservative. So, I think it is the movie that I can easily put on. I watched it 10 times last year. Mm. I watched it 10 times last year. So Mandalorian sparked my interest again. I started to go back over the old movies again. Even though I may not think it's the best Star Wars movie, I think Empire's better than it. But it's like photo finish. And the thing that gets Star Wars over the line for me is my favourite movie of all time. It's just the origin. It's, it's the beginning. Yep. It's like The Fellowship. Yep. May not be the best movie in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Return of the Kings might be the best movie. Return of the King might be the best movie. But Fellowship is the movie that you go, right. well, that's the one, right? Uh, I agree. Yeah, it's scary to think how much I've watched this, but by far and away. As I said, Jaws has caught it in the last 10 years. No any of those numbers, though, Jaws. No, no. But I've watched Jaws a lot, too. No, this this is one that just was constantly on when we were kids. Yeah. Constantly. I could have always watched, uh, In an afternoon, I could have watched this two times in a row. Yeah. I come home from school, I put it on, and then I watch it again. So there could be some weeks when I was a kid that I might have watched this movie ten times. You know, in a week. Yeah. Easily. Like it was crazy how I was obsessed. I was obsessed. Yeah. Like it well, was it was it couldn't was, tell. No. <laughs> well the Yoda Club, you know, this well, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so look, I think we're all well overs if we take into account uh, the, the the demo pi, pyragoth, pi, Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. Uh and uh let's try to say that and again, right? <laughs> After having a few beers. God. Let's listen to the trailer so I can shut up. <laughs> Century Fox and George Lucas bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Stop that ship! I've forgotten how much I hate space travel. Here they come. They're coming in too fast! The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'll come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. Relax. Hit the accelerator. Yeah! And 
villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you near-sighted scrap pile. Star Wars. A billion years in the making. The Force will be with you. Always. Is there a better trailer? Never been. Unreal, that yeah, one. Never been. And that's the original one. It's a good one. It's the original trailer. It's brilliant. Yep. Okay, Gow, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about Star Wars? All right. I, I found a good synopsis for you guys today. You'll like this. Star Wars is an elaborately spectacular film that represents the ultimate in cinematic entertainment. George Lucas's unrivaled passion for space fantasy, adventure, and romance is captured on screen with awesome special effects and extraordinary, bizarre space creatures. Princess Leia is held hostage by the evil Imperial forces and their evil leader, Darth Vader, in the effort to take over the galaxy. Venturesome Luke Skywalker and dashing Captain Han Solo, Ooh. together with the lovable robot duo R2-D2 and C-3PO, to rescue the beautiful princess and restore justice to the galaxy. Yeah. Ta-da. You don't often get people called venturesome. Yeah, I've never heard it before. No, it, yeah. And is he, is he ever referred to as Captain Solo, like in the movie? Or is he just because he's the captain of a he's ship? The scruffy-looking uh, yeah, nerf ca- He's captain of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and he's walking carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Uh, yeah, good, good synopsis, Gow. I like it. Okay, critical thinking. IMDb has this movie rated 8.6 out of 10 and is number 28 in the IMDb Top 250. 93% rating on the tomato meter and a 96% audience score. Certified fresh, obviously. This movie rates its tits off. Uh, it's a critical and a commercial success. Everybody loved it. Oh, mate. We'll get to the figures in a little bit, yeah. but uh, it's, it's just a bit crazy, it's, it's crazy when you look at the box office for this yeah. compared to the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so remember our mate Dave Kerr, who yes. Wayne's brother, who, yep, from yep. The who was the Boston king, the, the no, Chicago yeah. reader, oh, right, yep. and he was the king of the bad review. Yeah. Not, not this time. Okay. Ooh. So we've got Davey Kerr. George Lucas's science fiction adventure is an exhilarating update of Flash Gordon. Very much in the same half-jokey, half-earnest mood, but backed by special effects that, for once, really work and are intelligently integrated with a story. Well done, Dave. He's that right. must have been hard for him to write. Did he write that back then? No. Nah, well, it was revisited in 2015 okay. when he right, wrote right, the review. Right. I couldn't find any. The original reviews were all just all too, all too good. I need to find well, I'd imagine, yeah, because he, he mentions the effects. Like, the effects, everyone would have been blown away by the effects back at that time. Yeah, abs- mate, it was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. For the time, it, yeah. I was I watched a documentary this morning, which I'll talk a bit about later, but how they did it and on a shoestring was mm. incredible. What do you think about the digitally remastered version? Or are we going to get We're going to get to that. Okay. We're going to get to that. Keep it in the, keep them in your pants, gear. Okay, the bad one. We've got Helen Frizzell from, from the Sydney Morning Oh, Herald. hang on. Yeah. Helen Frizzell. Yeah. Tyson's, um, Tyson's mum. Frizzell Mazda. Yeah. Gold yeah. Coast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, James Frizzell. Yeah, absolutely. So... Oh, the astronomical audiences. Oh, the mundane story. Oh, the overcute little robots. One fat, one thin. Oh, the vapid actors. The galactic shootouts. Oh, the brilliant technology. And oh, the boredom of it all. 
owe the attitude. That's that's what's her name? Helen Frizzell. Yeah. She's never mentioned on our show again. She shall never be mentioned. And not only that, let's egg her house. Well, and you know what? <laughs> she probably looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking for morgues as we speak. Another literary giant. Uh, okay, well, I had to dig deep to find. There, I think there was 75 reviews on this, and there were five bad ones. So uh, I found I found a pretty a pretty bad one. Okay, ordinary people, gal, take it away. All right, here we go. We'll start with Mark Hamill. He actually made his acting debut on the Bill Cosby Show in 1970. Um, he was also on the. You remember General Hospital, the soap opera? American yeah, Soviet? he was on. He was. Uh, he had a recurring role. Sick at home. If I was on a school day. Yeah, <laughs> that's when it was on daytime TV. <laughs> it's about the only thing you could yeah. watch. Yeah. He had a recurring role as Kent Murray. Um, <laughs> Kent. Kent Murray. Oh, what a name! Kent but, um, but yeah, then and then straight into Star Wars in '77, and obviously, you know, that was a huge success, and that was kind of where he was. So his next movie after that was a movie called Corvette Summer in 1978. He starred as Kenneth Dantley Jr. Ooh. And he's with Annie Potts. You know Annie Potts yeah, from Ghostbusters? Yes. Yep, yep. Right? So the, the cover tagline for this movie has them both on the top of a car, like or sitting at the top of a car that's driving on the road, and the, and the tagline says, Mark Hamill, who you loved in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's just directly Star Wars, riding Star Wars, off Star the Star back. Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, this came watch this movie. Yeah, but obviously he's that, that's where Mark Hamill is known is for is for the Star Wars um, movies and the franchise. And he, look, he's done a heap of he's done a heap of heap um, of voice acting. Voice acting. Like, yeah. Well, he's the Joker in the Batman animated series. He's, yep. He could be the and best. He, could he, be after Heath Ledger the, the best Joker. He's I've incredible. Say that, yeah. But look, just some of the ones he, he's done. You know, he he's done Masters of the Universe, Revelation, Scooby Doo, and guess who? Child's Play. He was Chucky's voice in the in the remake of Child's Play. Okay. Lego DC Supervillains, Transformers, Johnny Bravo. He had a recurring role. So he and that's only part of what he's done. So he's done a lot of, apart from the you know, the later uh, Star Wars movies. The the um the one that I loved him in when he was in um Giant Silent Bob. Are we going to talk about he that? Plays the oh, baddie, that doesn't like, he? Yeah. Cockknocker. Cockknocker. Yeah, with a <laughs> massive <laughs> fist. And there's, why, do you call you, why do you call him Cockknocker? And yeah. he's used that massive fish and fist and just punched him in, in the, the balls. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That 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 to me is his my favourite Mark Hamill. Yeah, like, it was really good. Just yeah. so funny. Yeah, really the, funny. The villain, Cockknocker. <laughs> good name too. He had a he, well. I might have been just after or during the filming of uh, Red Corvette. He had he had a car accident or a, mo- a motorcycle accident, which oh. is why they had to work in the the Wampa scene in Empire Strikes Back because yeah. that facial scarring is actually that's real facial real, scarring. Yeah. yeah. All right, so when he was actually cast on Eight Is Enough, remember that show? Oh, with uh, the Bradfords, yes, Tom, Tommy, yep. Bobby, never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> so he was actually the the part that went to Grant Goodeve, who was the little kid in it. Yep, he was cast yep. in that, and then um, but then wow. he asked to be released for his contract for Star Wars because he he thought it was going to be good, but they refused to release him. Um, then he had his car crash, and then oh. they moved on from him. So. What a what a sliding door that is. I mean, eight is enough is a good show. It's no Star Wars. Yeah, it didn't keep yeah. going, did it? It was yeah. a couple couple of seasons. So for Star Wars, the first movie, he got he earned six hundred fifty thousand dollars, plus point two five percent of the back end. Wow! Well. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. No, and you know what? It's not weird that he hardly worked again. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think that he's a zillionaire. 
so many times over yeah. because of just the 0.25%. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but look, at 77, they make Star Wars, then he makes another movie, but then 1980 is Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and then this thing is, is big. Yeah, and like, then 83 is Return of the Jedi. And then it's super huge, and he yeah. is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's getting kicked well, off. He's nothing else, is he, though? Yeah. You know, he's if you look cast. at him, what else? And, yeah. that's, and that's possibly why he moved to a lot of the voice, of voice because stuff, you look yeah. at his head and you go, well, where's your lightsaber, mate? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and that's the thing, and any. Maybe he didn't want to do any more than that. He might have gone, you know what? This is I'm riding this wave. That and the fact he's quite a whiny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Harrison Ford next up. Had some early TV roles in Ironside and Gunsmoke, but his first big movie role was in American Graffiti. Bob Falfa. Oh, in, in the, uh, the uh, what was he driving? The the fifty six Chev, like a big four fifty four in it. Yeah, I lo- that's actually one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, got um. Richard Ron Cunningham, yeah, in it. Go, yeah. yeah, it's got Laverne out of Laverne Show. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, a massive there's heaps cast of them. Yeah. of up and comers. The um, the all that that diner and a whole heap of cars are at Universal Studios in Florida. And I walked around the corner and I went, "Holy shit! Wow, it's the American Graffiti Diner." All these like old Chevs. Um, wasn't John Milner's thirty-two Ford, which was that's who he raced Bob Falfa, but that was all there. I was like, "Oh my god, that was so cool." Yeah. And, yeah, just to see that. But, um, yeah, he was awesome in that. Oh, unreal. Yeah. And then, obviously, his next big movie was was as Han Solo. And, we, and we've been through the story before of how he got this role. So We've done Harrison I, a bit. I don't know. don't think we need to go through all that. But, yeah. look, he's been in, I mean, tons of movies. I mean, he was obviously in the Raiders Lost Ark franchises. There's yep. Witness. He was a BAFTA and a, an Oscar nominee. He's been in tons of movies. We won't get Patriot love, Games. Love The Fugitive. Fugitive would yeah, be my favourite Harrison Ford movie. Blade Runner. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I love the love the Fugitive. Yeah. Do you know I saw The Fugitive for the first time at DYRSL Auditorium? Didn't see Did it you? at the movies. And it was like, remember they'd play the, on a Friday night or on a Sunday night, they'd have the auditorium movie? Yes. Mate, they did it at Forestville RSL yeah. every Tuesday night. Yeah, and whatever night it was, I remember that I saw The Fugitive there and I was like, why the fuck didn't I see this at the cinema, you yeah. dick? Yeah. Just an awesome movie. Yeah, great movie. Yep. So seven days, seven nights isn't in your top Harrison. Ah, uh, no, but it's in, it's in my top Anne Hesh movies. <laughs> it is such a dreadful movie. It's the worst. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. So unfunny. It's the jokes are the lamest. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it's whoa, it's bad. Continue, G man. All right, um, we can quickly talk about Carrie Fisher as well. Well, look, just a, American Graffiti. What do you reckon he earned for that? We, I've talked about this before. Wow, um, seven hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know because, yeah, he was an unknown. $500 a week he was being paid. Oh. For Star Wars, he was paid $10,000. Hang on, so Mark Hamill was 650000 Yeah, I, and I don't know what if he got – I don't know. I don't have any more details on what his deal was with back end or anything right. like that. But that was that was the base. Wow. Um, and, yeah, and then for the last Star Wars movie – Sorry for the last Indiana Jones movie. He just it's coming out this year. Twenty five million. Yeah, <laughs> that looks good. It's a little I'm looking different. forward to seeing that. Steven Spielberg's given it a thumbs up. He's seen it. Yeah, it looks like he's going back in time or something. Or it's the dial of destiny. Man. Okay, so they're dialing some date and they can back in back see into his destiny <laughs> of a dial. <laughs> but yeah, look. So Carrie Fisher, she made a stage debut in 1975. In uh, in the chorus of a mu- musical scene, which featured her mum Debbie Reynolds, um, and obviously she was a little typecast as well. Star Wars in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, the Blues Brothers. She was the mystery woman in Blues yeah, Brothers. Yeah, really good machine role. Gun. Yep. Obviously, Return of the Jedi. She was in the Burbs when Harry met Sally, which we went through a couple yep. of weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Drop Dead Fred, and she did a lot of um, voiceovers for the Family Guy. 
she just done about 25 episodes in the last few years before yep. she passed right. away. But interestingly, she turned down the role of Sarah Connor in Terminator. Yeah, which went to Linda Hamilton. Can't mm. see anyone but Linda Hamilton. But once, once she's in there, yeah. But I suppose with um with Blues Brothers, where you see Carrie Fisher like going nuts with the guns and stuff, probably could have done it. Yeah, I yeah. don't think she would have done a bad job, but it's just hard to see anyone else. No, in could that she role have gotten now. as buff as Linda oh, Hamilton yeah, in T yeah. two? Yeah, don't know. Really, it's with with uh, there was probably fifty actresses uh, in line for. Terminator because James Cameron wanted to root them all. <laughs> right, it, it's a it is casting a couch. absolute casting couch for James Cameron. He roots all his leading ladies. Oh, okay, loves it. Nice, go Jimmy. I don't, right. think, I don't think he, I don't think he put away Kate Winslet though. <laughs> Remains to be seen though. Yeah. All right, one more we'll talk about is Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, mm. he'd been around a long time. He'd been a, a massive stage actor, and he'd been in a lot of movies. He was in Oliver Twist as Fagan in. Uh, yeah. 1948. Yeah. The Bridge on the River Kwai. That's 57. Lawrence yeah. Arabia. Dr. Zhivago. So he'd been in, he was a quite a big name. Seriously old oh, when he was, stars yeah. in, um, and like a cinema statesman. Yeah. Like, well above the quality of the people he's acting with. Yeah. Well, he did this movie because he, he read the script and said, oh, I think this is going to be a good movie. But by the end of it, he was like... This is going to be shit. No, he's like, I'm sick of talking this mumbo jumbo and all that, you know. Yeah. I got a bit on that and listened to this. Yeah. He wrote, he wrote some excerpts out of his book. Yeah. Which, uh, which talk about it. But he did think it was going to be a, a big movie when he looked at the, when he looked at the script. Well, it never been done be, before. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. yeah. But look, here's a little fact for you. He's the only Star Wars actor that's had a nomination for an Academy Award. For an actor, right. That's it. I would have thought. He's the only person to receive a Best Acting nomination out of any of the movies. Yeah, you would have thought. Uh, no, I, that's probably. I think fair enough. Maybe. Yeah. You don't think Harrison Ford? At maybe some stage, support maybe or something. Yeah. yeah. So he, was he nominated in for Star Wars? Yep. Okay. The original. Wow. Yeah. And then he's the only one. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, what about the um? What about the box office stuff? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you. So. The gross for this movie was four hundred sixty-one million domestically, three hundred fourteen and a half internationally for seven hundred seventy-five million in nineteen seventy-seven, an eleven million dollar budget. Eleven million dollars. It was actually an eight million dollar budget. Wow! And they had to go for had to get more money, so they got another three yeah. million to finish the movie. Yeah. So this was the first movie to make over three hundred million dollars at the domestic box office, and the first to cross over five hundred million dollars worldwide in its release. So it was number one, obviously, money wise that year. What do you reckon the number two movie was? In seventy seven. Yep. I think I do know. What do you reckon? I think is there a uh, Pontiac Firebird in it? Trans Am. Smoking the Bandit. No, Smokey was number five, oh, okay. one, 126. The second biggest movie out of the year was Close Encounters of the Third oh, Kind. Oh, well, that's an awesome movie. Right. Yeah. And that grossed $340 million. Right. So it's half of what Star Wars did. That's how big that movie so, was. So, but the movie releases then, Star Wars would have been in the movies for... Two years. I was, I was thinking, like, because yeah. now it's a pretty short window. Yeah. The, it must have been there. Was it for two? Probably, yeah. It would have been. Like, for at least the first year, it would have been... Definitely, in, it definitely, like, would have been playing five sessions a day. Yeah. and then In would, every theatre on the planet for a year. Yeah, it, easy, yeah. Easy. And then, but I still think it's probably in, it's still in the cinemas into 79. 
Well, it was because, especially when they brought out Empire. Yeah. But then it came. Um, but yeah, that's the, the window for movies then was so much longer. But yeah, you go back, you go back again. Yeah. You go a month later and go and watch it again. Yeah. But now, if you if you miss if you don't see a movie in the first month, it's generally yeah, gone. It's, it's gone. Yeah. But look, other movies that year. So Star Wars got six awards that year. Best original score for John Williams, best sound, best costume design, best art direction, best film editing, and best visual effects. Annie Hall won four awards, but they were best picture, best director for Woody Allen, um, best actress for Diane Keaton, um, and Richard Dreyfuss won best actor for The Goodbye Girl. Mm. So yeah, it got the most awards, but not in not not in the acting, not in the big in awards, the glamorous categories. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, unfortunate, but probably in all honesty. Probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not it, – the, the movie isn't the movie it is because of the actors – well, because of the characters. They're more about the characters, not the performances. You know what I mean? Yeah. The story, the visuals, yeah. the special effects. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Very, very good, Gow. Uh We forgot one person, though. James Earl Jones as the oh, voice of yes. Darth Vader. Voice, yeah. So is there more an iconic voice in all of cinema? No. There can't be. No. James Earl Jones was brought in at the 11th hour to, to go over David Prowse, who was Darth Vader, who was an English guy. And, yeah. And thank God they did because when you – have you heard – have you listened to – seen oh, any outtakes where it's – where you hear the voice of – I have heard that, yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm picturing he sounds like David Beckham or something. He, he doesn't. He sounds he sounds like a – just a hoity – bit of a hoity-toity Englishman. Right. So that depth and – and obviously it's, it's, it's gone through a lot of mixing to get that, that Vader tone, but – you can tell that's James Earl Jones. Mm. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember watching watching Conan the Barbarian for the first time, and hearing James Earl Jones speak in that, and go, it "Sounds like is that is, yeah. this, is that Darth Vader?" Yeah, right. Straight away, and I was like, and I found, and then I back then I don't know how I did the research, but, yeah. but figured out that um, it was that James Earl Jones was. I think I went through the credits of Star Wars, right, to and, find, yeah. yeah. Voice, you know, voice by James Earl Jones. One like, of the shit. most easily recognisable voices. Incredible ever. voice. Like it's just a, yeah. incredible voice. Yeah. Just so unique. Such a timber. Actually, yes. But I will say nice. that one other person that you did miss, William Hootkins, Red Six, Porkins. Red Six, Porkins, yes. Yeah. Porkins. And did, I don't know if you noticed, but the perp, Yeah. the other week I saw a photo of her. She was wearing a shirt that had Red Six on it. <laughs> she no, no, it's that's about the uh, that's the. Um, Don't you hang on? It's not. It could be Red Six. Of course, it's, it's not, a Porkins fan club. I know it's a Porkins. She'd be. She would be president of the Porkins fan club. Yeah. I'll give you the tip. But it's not. It's the. Um, oh bullshit! I know. It's she, the I, military. It's the military. Uh, well, the, is, um, is, is that Red? Is that like what Hans Gruber? You wrote. You heard about them in Time magazine. <laughs> the seven. <laughs> uh, the seven glory holes. Uh, my God! No, okay. Red Six. It's she reps it all the time. It's the rep and the six. It's the uh, military uh, mental health uh, group founded by yep. Porkins. Found and Johnny Ball's big on it as well. Actually, okay, well done. Nineteen seventy-seven hit sleeper dud. It's a big year this year. I got two hits, two sleepers, but there will only be one dud. Now we've already spoken about this movie. My number one hit for the year, we obviously can't talk about Star Wars, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. Steven Spielberg, Roy Neary, who's played by Richard Dreyfuss, Indiana Electric Lineman, finds his quiet and ordinary daily life turned upside down after a close encounter with a UFO. He's a hard man to like in the movie, I've got to say, because you just keep going, what the hell are you doing, mate? 
And his wife, Terry Gar, is a bitch. But what a movie Close Encounters is. I remember as a kid watching this and it was so scary. The radiation bit. Like, oh, yeah. Right. It was the burnt face. Freaked sort me of out. Yeah, yeah, it freaked me out. Yeah, great movie. The poor kid, the little yeah. kid. Like, uh, it's it's so good and it's worth revisiting. And, they, and there's actually play the music too. Yeah. It's just so. And there's this, the special edition which shows which shows what happens when he goes onto the, onto the oh, ship. Oh, is there? Yeah, it's, okay. it's, um, it's very, I know, look, I'm talking about a movie everyone has probably watched, but if you've not it's seen fantastic. Close Encounters, you have to go and watch it. it, I, I, it. I haven't watched that for a long, long time. I just remember yeah. thinking, such a great movie. Yeah. Yep. Good story. And line. I don't know if anyone's got it in the, the story of the Star Wars Close Encounters, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg deal. We talked about that. Yeah. So the they week, gave each other 0.25%. Yeah. Because... Lucas thought that it was going to be way better than Star Wars. <laughs> and Spielberg goes, yeah, right, And Spielberg's laughed off the yeah. way to the bank. So my second hit for the year, The Spy Who Loved Me, mm-hmm. James Bond. I think it's it's far and away Roger Moore's best Bond. And it's the stock standard. James Bond investigates the hijacking of British and Russian submarines carrying nuclear warheads. And with the help of... A KGB agent, Barbara Bark, yep, who is I Mrs. Ringo Starr. Yep. He kills her husband or lover or, uh, at the start of the movie. It's got the best skiing sequence at the start of the movie where he flies off the, off the cliff oh, the and the, it's the Union Jack, Jack yeah, parachute. Yeah. It's got the, uh, the Lotus Esprit, which is the yeah, submarine. The white, yeah. it's, uh, it's incredible. It's a really good movie. They go to Cairo. It's the first uh, jo- um, movie that's got Jaws in it. Yeah. It's a really good Bond. It's, it's probably my... Top five favorite Bonds. It is, it's, it's, it's a brilliant. great movie. Yep, I love it. Really well worth revisiting. Okay, the sleepers for seventy seven. My first one, Slapshot. Oh, I was going to mention that, that was mine. That's the what hands. I had. Slapshot is such a good movie. Yeah, it's so great a, movie. a failing ice hockey team finds success with outrageously violent hockey goonery. Uh, Paul Newman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the Hanson brothers. The Hansons, yeah, and yeah. the Hanson brothers. It is. So much fun, this movie. Rated R. I remember seeing this in the video shop on the shelves and seeing the, the it's a great cover, like them in their hockey gear with Paul Newman in the middle and this big R rating. And I know it was one of those movies like, I can't wait till I can hire this movie. And the first time I saw it, I was like, yes! How good. It's so much fun. It's great, the Hanson yeah. Brothers. Putting on the foil, coach. Yeah, it's very, It's an very awesome. Funny. Yeah, that's a good sleeper. That was definitely my yeah. one. Yep. Okay, I've got another one and this is, this is a personal favourite of mine and we've talked about and we did last week about my love of Jaws. It seems to come up every week. So my second sleeper for 1977 is Orca. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I remember Orca. Okay. A hunter yeah, squares off against a killer whale seeking vengeance for death of its mate. This movie starring Richard Harris, Charlotte Rampling, and also Chief from One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. His name's Richard Sampson. Uh, this is brutal, this movie. Like, they, they kill... They kill the, the, the killer whale at the start who's pregnant and the baby I remember the baby mm. falling out on the deck of the boat, um, the fetus and it's and the and the whale's eye in the water watching and then he's got uh, it's like revenge of the revenge of the, yeah. the killer whale, right? Yeah. It is it's a dead set jaws rip off. It is it's really good. It's a good movie. It's really worth watching. I remember it. Seventies yeah, classic, yeah. right? Really seventies classic. Worth watching. Orca. Okay, my dud. This was an easy one. It's a sequel to one of the greatest films ever made. The Exorcist 2, The Heretic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. This movie is so bad that it it's essentially killed the franchise. I think that Exorcist 3 wasn't made until the mid-80s. 
which is not great either, except people keep calling it the scariest movie ever made, and there's one particular scene in Exorcist 3. But Exorcist 2 takes all the good work of the first one and just ruins it. You know, Reagan, who was once possessed by a demon, finds it still lurks within her. Meanwhile, the priest is investigating the death of the girl's exorcist, so the, the priest from the first one, investigating that death and him falling down the stairs. It's a lot of clinical stuff where she's, they think she's, you know, it's she's, I don't know, it's shit. It ruined, it, well, it didn't ruin the first one because the first one is a masterpiece, but God, it's bad. I've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Jesus is boring and it's terrible." It stars Richard Burton, the ex Mister Elizabeth Taylor, and yeah. Linda Blair reprises the role as Reagan. It's bad. Steer clear. That's my dud. Anyone else got a dud? Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Oh come on, <laughs> number fifty three. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, no, no good for me. Um, the the other sleep we have in there is obviously looking for Mister Goodbar. Well, you know, we we haven't spoken about him for a while. Yeah. Great flick. Everyone should get onto that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I haven't seen it. And look, for a hit for me, I had um, Smokey and the Bandit. Yep. Yeah, of course. It was a cracker of a movie. Right, Reynolds, Sally Field. Yeah, that's yeah, a great movie. And, and don't forget 1977, also the Kentucky Fried movie. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Well, Adam Worrell, Catholic schoolgirls in trouble. <laughs> I remember they taught, I played golf and he would talk about it ad nauseum. About, and he would quote it and quote it and quote it. And then I remember I watched it and I was like, guess you had to be there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't see it until like probably the mid two thousands, I reckon, and I was like, "Yeah, it's really oh. trapped in the seventies." There are some funny bits in it. Yeah, there are. And I I haven't seen it for so long, and I remember it's it's all short skits. It's isn't skits. It? It's yeah. all skits. Yeah. So Catholic schoolgirls in trouble yeah. is quite a famous one. A lot of naked uh, Catholic schoolgirls that apparently people like to see. Well, so, I think um, I don't know. In seventy seven, for me, the um, there's a movie called A Bridge Too Far, and yes. that's one of my mm. favourite. All-time yeah. war movies. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's actually one of my favourite all-time movies too. Yeah. On your I, top ten list? It, it is actually. Yeah. I love A Bridge Too Far. But um, and Saturday Night Fever, that was shit. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, watched, I watched uh, Saturday Night I actually watched it not long ago. And the thing that I don't get is that the girl he's lusting after is not great. <laughs> <laughs> Either is he, actually. No, nah, he's he looks, not great. Yeah. Right. It's got an iconic dance scene, and that's, that's what it, it's known yeah. for, really. Yeah. That's it. I, a bunch of old I can do it. I can do the whole thing. I've can you? No, yeah. no, no, you are a triple threat. <laughs> He's the only true triple threat on the podcast. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, one other one, The Gauntlet. Oh, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Mm. Any, any Dirty Harry movie is a good yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, okay, question time. A couple quickfire ones to start. Uh, rebellion or Empire? I'm going to go with you first because I know what you're going to say. What team I'm on? Yep. Oh, my, no, I am on Team Rebels. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah. Though I do love the that Empire. blows me away. <laughs> it's neck and neck. That blows me away. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm Rebel Scum. Team Rebel, you're Rebel Scum. Rebel Scum. I'm, Rebel, I'm Rebel Scum. Yeah. I don't know where the, where the Empire gets all its cash to build that, that bigger Death Star, but, geez, yeah. they did well to get all those people on there. Mate, multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Uh, yeah, look, I'm a team. I'm Team Rebels. Love, Rebel scum. Loved More Luke. Rebel scum. Loved Luke as a kid. He was yep. my go-to. Uh, X-Wing or Falcon, Damo? Oh, jeez. I'll probably say the Falcon. Okay. Yeah. G-Man? As a kid, I told you I had an X-Wing, and I loved it. I thought the X-Wing was, was it, you know, and that opened up. It was great. Yeah. But then... As time goes on, the Falcon is yeah. way more iconic to me. Definitely the Falcon for me. Oh, I think you, when you think of Star Wars, you think of the Falcon. Yeah. yeah. I'm an X-Wing guy. I love the X-Wing. Yeah. yeah okay. I really do. 
I, I love the Falcon. Don't get me wrong, but I love just the fact that it's a it's it's a fighter plane. Like it's a right, well, it's the fighter. The X wing can't do the kettle run. Not yeah, twelve passes. No, twelve passes. Well, no, I've no, got wait. a. I got a, at um when I went to um. Galaxy's Kessel. Edge. Kessel Run. Kessel Run. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to Galaxy's Edge, I, they took a photo of me in front of an X-Wing, but they also, the Disney, as part of the Disney thing, they actually put X-Wings in the sky flying oh, over my head. How, yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I yeah. did. <laughs> That's like, pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. Now, Damo, I know you are a Hans Zimmer tragic. Mm, yes. We spoke about that with The Dark Knight. But is John Williams the greatest movie composer ever? He probably... Probably, I, um, but the thing that's so good about it, and I'll probably mention, it, is is the motifs, the light motifs. So, which is the recurring theme. So, you know, whether it's the main theme slash Luke theme, you've got Aaliyah's theme, you've got, yeah. you know, the Rebels theme, you've got the Stormtroopers theme, and and it develops to like when it gets to like Empire with um, Darth Vader's dun dun dun, yeah, the Imperial dun, 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 dun. Yeah. like it's incredible the, the um the light motifs that he has. Um, the the music that plays when Luke is standing looking at the twin sons. Yes, is, uh, that, that's the so, That's the kind of the forcey sort of theme. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And yeah. that is beautiful, incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah. And but look, and and also the other thing, like he did, because he did Jaws too. Jaws, yeah. Jaws, and Star Wars are probably the two most iconic themes. So John Williams is is the goat. He yeah. is the goat. But plus, I, plus he, yeah, Indiana Jones. Plus he's done all these. Oh, for sure. Like E.T. Yeah. He's done, like when you start to really dig deep into John Williams, it's he is on a different level. He, but I, it's not the music. So I'll, I'll listen to James Newton Howard or James Horner or um, obviously Zimmer. Like I can do that in the background. I don't really put John Williams on in the background much because I, I don't know why. I don't find it as good a background music, but I find it's a bloody good movie music. I went through a stage of listening in the car to the Star Wars soundtrack and then just like reciting the the, the script. Yeah, right. As I'd be driving along because yeah. I'd know the, the sound yeah. cues. And yeah. and I think that's when you know it's a powerful piece of music when this, you know the sound cues. Yeah. And that's that's what I love about it's, it. It is. It's, it, it's, it, it just seems to envelop you. Yeah. I think um, uh, Howard Shaw, who's done Lord of the Rings... It must be really severely influenced by John Williams. I'm yeah, actually agreed. going to see a Howard Shaw concert in May with my son again. They're going to play all the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit because yeah. the light motifs in that too, you know, they have the orc theme, the Saruman themes, the Hobbit's themes, the ring theme, the elves theme. Like it's it's amazingly um, brilliant how he's done it, but I can just, he's just riddled with John Williams' influence. So, yeah, yeah. but it is brilliant. Yeah, no, I think he's the king. I think he's the king. Okay, so Luke becomes a fully-fledged believer of the Force exceptionally fast. Questioning Han in the Falcon about, well, you know, don't you believe in the Force, right? <laughs> I think that's like... yeah, I, I think that's a step too far. Like, he's not seen... All he's seen is the Jedi mind trick with the troopers. And sure, he's seen the, the chopping off uh, old walrus man's arm and, and pig nose's face, right? I don't get that bit. That bit annoys me. So what are your thoughts? Do you think he, he sort of... I think he can justify it because yeah. to me it made perfect sense while I was in there. But also too, you think, well, back to his bloodlines that there obviously must be something inside him telling him it's the truth as well. For sure, yeah. Well, uh, he's got... The, as we find out later on is that until they go and ruin it with midichlorians, but yes. you're supposed to be Turned like... It's science. supposed to be within you. Like it's supposed to be something within you. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he does jump into it pretty quick. I, look, having watched it so many times, I never I never thought about that. And when I rewatched it recently, I was like, yeah, he does he does turn yeah. quite quickly into that. But it's but he never right. he doesn't know about it until uh, until Obi Wan tells him about it, the Force in his hut when they go yeah. and he think the fuck shuts down C three PO for That's five right. minutes, <laughs> and and they have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying when he starts flailing that uh, the blue yeah. uh, the Anakin lightsaber away uh, around, and I'm thinking, oh mate, just just flick it over and <laughs> slice through VO. Just cross the jugular. It, it is funny too. When he first grabbed the lightsaber, he, he basically yeah. looks... But, no, but when yeah. he, He's looking straight he into it. He looks straight at it. It's like, you know, if you've got a gun, you wouldn't just point it at your yeah. head having yeah. a look at it. Yeah. Did you ever... Like when I was a kid, there was that rumour that went around. I don't know if you guys ever heard that, that, um, that how did Luke Skywalker's mum die? Because it wasn't covered in the movie, yeah. and then that she got his lightsaber out, and then she pressed it on, and it was the wrong way, and it went through her. And that was like <laughs> this urban that? myth that I heard all the time. That's wow. how Luke's mum died. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay. So George tampered with the original movies before the re- the release of uh, Phantom Menace in '99, and released four, five, and six in '97 as special editions, where he had uh, fixed some of the things that he didn't like about them, and tried to make them look a bit more modern. Are you original or where do you sit? Original or special editions? Yeah. Original. Yep. I watched, I rewatched the the special editions and just some of the things they put in there look out of place. Yeah. So when Han walks over Jabba, like that whole Jabba the Hutt at the front of the that Falcon. That is so bad. It's so bad. And when he yeah. walks over his tail, tail. like you can, you can just see, it just like it looks terrible. Yeah, and the bad. whole fact that he's talking, you know, with Greeno, when he's at Greeno's after, there's a massive bounty on your head. So yeah. he has to shoot him dead. And then he walks in there and, and then Mate, Jabba's Rito like, oh, first. yeah, no, it's fine. No, yeah, yeah. Just bring me more money and it'll be right. Like, it just doesn't gel. And all the little bits where they come in. This is where it changes the movie, right? Is that with Greedo, Han shot first. Yeah, that's right. Right? In the original version, Han shoots first. So Greedo's going to take him to Jabba. And Han just goes, well, no, I don't think so, and shoots him. Mm. In the remake, in the, in the special edition to make Han not yeah. mean... They make Greedo shoot first, so yep. it looks like he was going to kill him. But that's not the right. That's not the way it's supposed to be, mm. right? No. no, he just which him. makes which makes the next scene, which would have if Han shot first, which would have made the next scene of Irrelevant. the Jabba thing, make a bit more sense because the fact that Jabba's gone, oh, it's okay. You can get the million when you get it, but it doesn't need to be there no, it doesn't because gel. Jabba in the original he was a man, he was a man dressed like in loincloths and woolen, a big yak sort of rug jacket and they then superimpose Jabba the slug over the top of him right they'd already filmed the the scene and it just doesn't need to happen no I and just some of the ones when they're coming into Mos Eisley and the and you know the the, the, the creature yeah, arc, yeah, like yeah. jumps up yeah. and they fall off like all those little cutesy things they just didn't need so, but they it just it ruins it for me like the original's way better I agree but there I think he could have done some things to make it look you know, I, I think that there's some things he does which is not bad, but I think when he adds where he falls down, this is where he fell down in the sequel trilogy as well, or in the prequel trilogy, is that he dumbs stuff down for kids, right? So he puts stuff in there specifically yep. for kids. So when the speeder goes past and the thing rears up mm. and the Jawa falls off, mm. and that's yep. funny for the kids. Like yeah. we don't give a shit about that. I, I watched the originals before reviewing this. I went back. Yep. I've got a set of the originals, yeah. and. There are some scenes where I'm going, okay, I can see what he's done there, and it does sort of make it because it's a static. It's almost like it looks like a set in some, but it was 1977, right? So, I think he just went a bit too far. 
way too far. Yeah. Like the carcass in the desert when when they when C3PO yep. and, and R2 D2 first land, like yeah, the, yeah. the skeleton like yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah. I, I like that, but some of the other bits he put, and you can just see that it's been altered. It just doesn't look real. It doesn't look it right. It reminds me of someone that, you know, like you, you have people that, you know, go over the top with cosmetic surgery. They get facelift, brow yeah. lift, collagen lip injections, whatever, and they start looking stupid. Yeah. So, and I think sometimes you, yeah. you get out of control. And no. He tried to cater. You can, yeah. He does. But it just didn't need all that cosmetic work. No, it, it didn't did, need it. It didn't actually, it's like, you know what, you're beautiful as it is. Don't add any more shit to your, you know, it just right. to me, it just, it, it lo- that just was probably, probably, yeah, started the downfall of me not watching it that much anymore because the only other um, versions were the add-on bits. It's like, where the hell can I find an original one? It was only on yours. Yeah, it's like, specialized, oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah. Mate, it should be like us, just aging gracefully. So there is, yes, if, very if gracefully. You, so what <laughs> happens when they release the DVD trilogy, they, on the Star Wars uh, Episode Four disc, there's another disc with the original version on it, right? That's the last time that would have been in the early two thousands. That's the last time that you could actually get a copy the of the original. Yeah. That there's been petitions, especially now that's been sold to Disney for Disney to release it on their yeah. streaming service. I don't understand why they wouldn't. No. It would do no damage it, to the brand. It would do no well, damage it, to the brand. It's putting me off watching it again yeah. because of that sole fact. I don't want to watch it with all that shit in it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. All right. So we're all originals. Okay. Yep. Favorite character. Wow, I guess as a kid it was it was definitely Luke Skywalker, but uh, but as you grow older, like Darth Vader, it's just such an mm. ominous, great character and, and so iconic in the series. It's hard for it not to be Vader. As a kid, I'm exactly the same. I was Luke. You're either I think you're either Luke or Han. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as a and kid, you were. Yeah. Said a lot about you as a kid. Who I think the the, the naughtier kids were Han. Yeah, and the the one the wannabe goody two shoes were were Luke. You definitely a Luke, yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. Right? You can't be ducks of a primary school and not be Luke. True, yeah, Damo. Yeah, I, I probably yeah Luke or Han, but then but in the end too, I definitely love Darth. Just amazingly, I uh, good baddie. Yeah, I have talking now as an adult. The the figures that I get the most are Imperial figures. Yeah. So it's I got a lot of stormtroopers, yeah. biker scouts. I'm big on biker scouts. Yep. Can't wait for the new yep. Black Series biker scout helmet to come out Ooh. this year, which I'm going to buy. <laughs> big on big on the Imperials. I think they're a, they've got a lot more character to them. Oh, they're big. The stormtrooper outfit. Stormtroopers oh, are awesome. Yeah, With those red awesome. ones with the long. Oh, yeah, the Imperial stuff. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Imperial, yeah. Imperial guards. Yeah. They looked awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's move into the categories. <laughs> The good, the bad, and the ugly. Start with you, Damo. What do you got for good? Well, we've already discussed the score, so that's definitely in my good. We just talked about Darth Vader. I'd say the greatest villain of all time. It's hard to disagree. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I was trying to think of other really full-on villains, and you know who used to scare the shit out of me? It was the children catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> my fair dinkum, he was a scary bastard. And then I was thinking about other villains, and I thought about uh, what's his name, Major Von Harpen from Where Eagles Dare, the Gestapo guy. He was a creepy bastard, and Shooter McGavin has to be one of the <laughs> big villain, big villains. Big but big yeah, Darth Vader definitely one of the greatest villains of all time. And the other thing is, um, that's pretty much it for my uh, good luck. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, they're, they're my main things okay. uh, for good. Okay, G Man, what do you got? Mine is similar. The the opening scene, the best 
opening sequence of any oh, movie. Yeah, you're right. Of all time. I remember, Whitey, when you got your new TV and sound system, and remember we used to put it on super loud, yeah. and just that music, like coming up yeah. so loud, and then obviously the the the, the text scrolling up the screen. It's just the crawl. As the crawl. Like, yeah. Even as, as as soon as it came on when I watched it yesterday, it just gives you good that, like, that, that oh, fanfare. Here that we go. Opening here we go. Fanfare. Yeah. The crawl. And then and then you know then it quiets down and it, and it pans down to the to the moon Plan- and the planets and then you're right boom over the top comes the imperial destroyer and I was like you're just hooked like right there I'm hooked again straight away you, you actually I forgot that, that is that to me is probably the best opening the the length of that imperial cruiser yeah. just oh keeps going God. on and on and on and I remember in the movies going whole, everyone's wow. jaws were on the ground we were just like unbelievably and like it's, blown it's, away it's funny two years later Alien do something similar. With the Nostromo. Yeah, yeah. And then in 86, they do the same thing with the Sulaco. It's like where you see the ship and you keep going. And, of course, there's Spaceballs. Spaceballs goes on and, on and on and on and on and on. Minutes. Yeah. 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 But, look, that to me, you you're know, right. up loud, hearing that, the size, and you said, like, just goes on and on and it goes over the top. You're like, right, it's on. Well, um, I, I reckon I reckon it took me till I was about 13 to realise that the fan, the 20th century Fox fanfare wasn't just wasn't part Star of it. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Just, like, I, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's for other movies too. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I hear that, it just like it doesn't. Don't you just get switched on? You're like, yes, yeah. yes, it's happening. Like yeah. that. That's that's a really part, good part of the movie. The other, the other is the first sight of Darth Vader. Oh, so I know Vader mate, is a character, but but just you know when when he enters the ship and he just yeah. and he's so big and tall and dark like and then you know and then when he holds the guy up, feet off the ground, they show his feet With off his the ground. Voice, everything. and he just like and then he just crushes his neck. Mate, the just first, like, oh my yeah. gosh, the first ten, the first ten deal. minutes of this movie is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. You yeah. learn everything. Although, I must say, they they were trying to get the plans right, so they're trying to board the ship, but then they were shooting a lot at it. Like, they could have blown that little ship out of the sky. I think they were just trying to wing it. disarm it, wing yeah. it. Because they know they've got, <laughs> yeah, they've got shields. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's right. It seemed a little bit of a risky ploy <laughs> to me. Because they're shooting yeah. the shields to <laughs> break the shield. They've got this massive, massive yeah, imperial destroyer, and they're just shooting oh, at it. They're like, oh, oh you know. It's not a fair fight. But then again, <laughs> even if they blew it up... Well, the, then the, the plans would the have been gone. Plans are gone, gone yeah. but they did well, want. They did want to find those plans. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and the Traitor. Check your away. Yep, so good. Um, the other one, just quickly for my good, because it had such an impact when I was a kid, was the Seven Arm scene that you talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, like when when Obi Wan just like in the cantina yeah, finally gets the gets the lightsaber out and just takes his arm off so quickly, and then you see the blood. Like yeah. kind of, I remember thinking, "Oh my god, that was so brutal as a yep. kid." Yeah. Have you seen the robot chicken? Uh, no. Oh my god! I'll post it. I'll put it on the uh, on in the show notes or on social media. There's an amazing scene about um, I think his name's like John, the walrus man's name's John, and they show him in the morning. And he's talking with his wife. Goes, I don't like a, you. Either. I'm, I'm getting a promotion today. <laughs> Everything's going so well, and, and blah 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 blah. And then, <laughs> then he goes there. He gets, gets his butt. arm chopped off. It's <laughs> just fucking hilarious. We don't get we don't get his no, backstory. There's no backstory. There's no backstory. The walrus man. He's just the walrus man and pig nose. Yeah. <laughs> whose name is actually Doctor Everzan. Yeah, uh, but he's just pig nose to everyone. And uh, oh god, it's just so funny. So I'll, uh, there's a heap of. Like Family Guy do some brilliant stuff with Star Wars, and and oh, Robot, family, the Family Guy is awesome. Robot yeah, Chicken episodes. do some incredible Star Wars. Like, stuff. As soon as we talked about, as soon as I saw that, you know, the scene we talked about with Luke standing over the, you know, looking at the at the setting sun, I just think of the Family Guy. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Uh, the, what's son. the son. What's the son's name? Uh, Stewie. No, 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 no. The old one. Chris. Chris. Yeah. It just reminds me of that straight away. Oh That's so good. If you haven't watched that, people, go and watch yeah. the, the Family Guy send-ups. They're awesome. Yeah, they are very, very good. 
Uh, okay, I've got. It's easy to say everything, but yeah, I'm just going to say everything from minute yeah. one to to minute 106, or you know, 112 or however long the movie is. It's just everything. I I'm, I love the whole thing. I find in all the three movies, I find that the first half of all the three movies are the best parts of those movies. I find that the the all the Tatooine stuff is really great. And then when they go to the Death, Death Star, he's really great. Yeah. I find that they, they round this movie up really quickly. I think the, the attack is really quick. It's like 25 minutes is the attack. Yeah. So all that movie gets to this 25 minute when they get back to Yavin and then it's it's on. So, But I find that I love the start of this movie. It's just the, the blockade scene is incredible when Darth Vader comes through, which is only bettered by what we find happens before when we see Rogue One. Yeah. Right? When we actually see what that could have been. And with Vader with the like kicking butt, kicking ass, it's one of the house. That Rogue One scene is one of the, my favourite scenes in all of Star yeah. Wars. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Lucas's complete conviction, conviction in his own talent and vision. Like if he, if he had obviously a hundred percent belief in this, you know that this was sold to the studio by the by the drawings from Ralph McQuarrie who did concept drawings for this. The only reason that Alan Ladd Jr. signed off on this was because of those drawings. The strength of the drawings. The strength of the drawings. It came off the back of Lucas's script, which came... like It's just... It's incredible when you dig deep and you find out how stuff actually gets done. And mm. the fact that this movie even got made is a miracle. It really is. It's, it was so far out of the boundaries of what was done in Hollywood at the time. Yeah. So they got Alan Ladd Jr. to, to thank for that. Uh, we talked about John Williams. He's the best. Yeah. Han Solo... Is the best, right? <laughs> he is so arrogant, and just I love the scene when they're in the Falcon, and they're like, um, you know, they're talking, and you can tell that Luke's got a bit of a crush on. And, and he's, he goes, "So he what do you think, um, that, yeah. a Princess and a guy like me?" Yeah. He's like, "No, yeah." And he just got a little, a little smirk smile. on his face. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm just playing the game yeah, with yeah. you, mate. Playing the game." But, but he did it so well because he he picked up on it. He did hands or Harrison Ford didn't say anything. You knew what he was thinking yeah. just by the way he was acting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, hang on, I'm going to play a little trick on this kid. Yeah. And it was you could, great. And you could see the way that he did it. It's like, well done. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Harrison but Ford's awesome. Yeah. A- just awesome. As good as as good as good Han Solo and Harrison Ford is, he's also in Mugly. So we'll get to there in a minute. Last last good for me, didn't play us for fools. No one knew what was going on. Why was this episode for? Why? What's going on here? There are so many unanswered questions that essentially do not get start to be answered for 20 years. <laughs> for 20 years. And you know what? If he had left it at 456, it probably goes down as the greatest trilogy of all time. What Morg said last week, and I hate to say that something he said added value to the podcast, but he does. <laughs> but what he said about what's gone on since this, yeah. has it diluted it? Yeah. For me, no. I can silo this trilogy and go, this is amazing. Yeah. But... Jeez, they've tried to fuck it. Yeah, they really have. So yeah, well, I can that, definitely that, silo it because it was it's there's so much yeah, time between it, but, but you have to because but, but they've you, broken the bond with the audience. Yeah, I think with their I think, latest shit, I, th- I think they've tried to build. I think Mandalorian was the first patch, but yeah. I've got to say, even the third season Mandalorian, I've heard I'm a bit really like, bad reviews. Well, it's three. not great. Yeah, like it's not real bad, but it's not as good as season one and season. I have two. no interest in watching it. Season one and season. Have you watched season one and season two yet? Yeah. Okay. But season I have no interest in three. Season three is a bit rough. Yeah. Looking forward to Ashoka, which comes out next month, which will be really good. Actually, this month comes out in May. Okay. Bad. We'll start with you, G Man. 
Oh, I just wrote one note for bad. I wrote it down last night. I want to punch C-3PO in the head. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I had, really. I think that's it. He's just annoying at the start. It's such an adult viewpoint, <laughs> yeah, right? He's just like, shut up, mate. <laughs> He just constantly keeps whining oh, at the start. It's it's but obviously that's part of he, that's part of the He's gotta keep talking too because he's R2 D T can't talk. Well he's so, the translator. Yeah, that's right. So he has to actually talk more. He has to talk for yeah. two. He's translator and he's also Basil Exposition a bit. Like yeah, he's, oh, definitely. he's he's pushing he's pushing the narrative along a bit. Yep. Saying about well, what are the chances of this and the chances of that and yep. we've got to do this and yeah, we've got to yeah, do that. Yeah. And you know, well R two says this and I say that. Well, and, like, yeah, and he know. only got the job there because he could speak bocce. Well, yeah, this is it. If you couldn't do that, yeah. well, very similar to your binary load lifters. <laughs> so, in I don't know if you've got this coming up later, but I'll tell you now, R two D two in early versions of the script could speak English. Yes, what? And they actually removed it. Like he, he had, but he had a really like a bad vocabulary. Like it was pretty foul yeah. language, like yeah. a Dalek or something. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He'd be like hey, hey, Goldenrod, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, like that. <laughs> so all of all of the English was removed, but all of C three PO's reactions were left in. Right. So, so Kenny Baker, who's the oh, okay. who's the actor that's R two D two, was actually yeah. doing similar to what happened with. So what we don't know is that with Chewbacca, R two, Darth Vader, the actors are doing the lines from inside their suits. So Chewbacca speaks English. So Peter Mayhew does mm. speaks it when it wow. goes. Yeah. He's actually going, Han. I think that Luke's a whiny bitch, and you should try and root Leia. And he's going, <laughs> Yeah, Chewie, I completely agree with you. And it's like, <laughs> right? So. And he's speaking English, and there's some outtakes of stuff where Chewbacca's oh, speaking English, wow. R2-D2 speaking English, wow. and uh, Vader's with the English accent. But, yeah, so it's quite funny. Brilliant. Is that your bad? Yeah, that's my bad. Okay, Damo? Obviously, the, the I didn't realise until I did go back to the movies to watch the um, the cosmetic surgery versions when, when Luke did say the Toshi Station. Oh, and the whininess been... in the voice was like, I'd yes. never picked up on it. Mm. Mate, um, the Toshi Station is my favourite quote of all time. It, it is, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, but it, it, yeah, I didn't never notice how at that real whiny tone. So yeah, that's that. Um, because, but the whole thing really too, the whole movie was sidetracked because the movie was supposed to be about Luke going to Toshi Station. To me, it seems, seems like the whole thing was a big sidetracked. Yeah, it was like, well, there's an outtake of the Toshi Station oh, where he there? meets up with his mates, where he's got because you can buy a figure where he's got this bucket hat on. Yeah, and they actually go to the Toshi Station where he meets Biggs. Okay. He meets Biggs and uh, another couple of uh, nuffy characters. One's a girl, one's a bloke. And they're actually looking up at the, st- at the sky and the the uh, blockade runner's being attacked by the Star Destroyer. Oh, so wow. they're watching that. Oh, right. And you can okay. see like flashes in the sky. Looks terrible. Yep. Okay. And it 100% needed to be cut out. But yeah, they, we did get to the Toshi that's, Station. It's a bit like the Jet Club. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a bit like the Jet it? Club. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dollar drinks. Um, yeah. And the other th- thing was uh, at the end, Mark, Mark Hamill's and Harrison Ford's hair in the oh, oh, yeah. final ceremony looked like they've just come off a dusty Fleming sun silk ad. Yeah, and just, it's, it was so silky and soft. Yes, body yeah. and bounce. Yeah. It, ha- it was a luxurious mop of hair, and it was awful. I know. I, I was looking at that last night. Thinking, what about those boofs? <laughs> yeah. They're just straight out of the hairdressing chair. Yeah, yeah. Dusty Fleming. He's okay. done his work. All right, you've already mentioned my, my bad is Luke could be considered a little whiny. Yeah. And I think that he's, uh, again, it's an older it's an older person's thing where you go, come on, mate, sack up. Right. <laughs> sack oh, so I just had quickly one more good, uh, just a little one, was the, the music in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Oh, dun, 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 Cantina band. So good. Just them. Old scrotum heads. Old scrotum heads. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, let's let's go to ugly. Uh, Damo, we'll go with you first. The everybody laugh ending. Right? Oh, so here we go. Yeah. We, uh, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. It's, but I, I do find the everybody laugh, like, it's it's just one of those sort of tropey things that I, I... I think we should finish today with an everybody laugh ending. So Because we'll do the... Um, we will. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it, you know, like, sometimes when they, they even start off scenes, you know, there's people talking, and someone will just say a random line, which is supposed to be like a punchline, like, oh... Yeah, and then I got the diet Pepsi, and everyone laughed. Yeah. <laughs> so I th- I just like those those everybody laugh kind of lines or everybody laugh endings. Yeah, it was it was not good. <laughs> it's funny. It was not good. G man, um, I didn't really have anything for ugly. The, I guess the only one was the um the now famous scene where the stormtrooper hits his head when they're running into oh, yeah, get, yeah, get yeah, the two yeah, droids, yeah. right? And then the about the only good thing in the remastered version is they put the donk. They put a noise in. Yeah, <laughs> they put like a noise in for that. Because remember, yeah, like, and that, that's that's quite funny because they actually recognise now. Because for years, remember, you heard like, oh, there's a there's a yeah uh, bad scene in there, and you see the guy hit his head, and they they just embraced it. So yeah, as a point, originally it was ugly, but now it's kind of well known. Yeah. Okay, my ugly. Now picture this: we're in Yar- we're on Yarvin. We're stealing for the battle. Yeah. And Luke is moping. <laughs> and Leia comes over. Kicking the ground. And goes, what's wrong? And he goes, oh, it's Han. <laughs> no, he just doesn't, you know, he just doesn't get it. And then, you know, you can tell he's upset. He's mate that he's known for four and a half hours. <laughs> Lifelong friends now. <laughs> he's losing a pet. It's like, who gets the pet in the divorce? Well, he gets Chewy. You're right. Okay, I just get R2. And then... Han comes over to say goodbye. And he goes, you can't leave us. And he goes, no, nope, I've got to go. I've got some debts to pay or whatever. And then he goes, Luke, may the force be with you. Yes. And he is trying not to laugh yeah. as he's saying it. Yeah, oh, yeah, is he? Yeah. He is trying I, I, not I to laugh. Up. It is yeah. the worst line in the movie. And it's the same. It's pretty sincere. I'll have to have a bit of a look you at it. You need to yeah. watch he's got it. He's got, he's, little, he's got a little, little grin. Like, yeah. little grin like everyone on the other side of the camera is pissing themselves at right. him because they know he he's hating saying this line. <laughs> now, Carrie Fisher says, I was watching a docu, docu this morning, I've read it before, that that she said to George Lucas, you know, you can write this shit, but you can't say it, right? Yeah. So a lot of the dialogue is quite clunky in this movie. Yeah. And they get away with it, right? Gets away with it because you're distracted by other things. That is the one line where I am not distracted and I it cringes me every time. Yes. Because he is, it's killing him saying yes. it. Okay. Well, I want to add to that a little bit. Because when Obi Wan and, and Luke meet Han and Chewie and then get on their get on the ship and then they go onto the you know they go onto the Death Star and then they get off and then they go to the planet. How how what's the time frame there? Well, it doesn't uh, seem like it's like, very yeah, long. One man. afternoon, a day. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe. it's like they fly in and then it's like get in your jump space. We're gonna, yeah. one guy's going to call Princess Leia Leia who shouldn't. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. going to do two <laughs> briefings in eight minutes and then you're gone. So this is what it gets to me is that. He's moping about Han. He's known him for 24 that's hours. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. saying. He's made I mean, a four and a half they, hours. They had a fairly like, traumatic experience together, but yeah. But, but the other part is that at the end, when they all get back, the three of them are all like hugging best each mates. other and walking around like yeah. their best mates. Yeah. Now, yeah. Leia and Han didn't like it. Well, there's the, no. there's the simmering under tension, yeah. but... All but made good. He all made good with that yeah. last... Yeah, with, with coming back, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, th- th- Now blow was, this thing up and let's go home. All right. Okay. All right. Morgz's... Quick fire, and we'll slam through these pretty quickly. 
uh, in honour of Daniel, who's not joining us today. Now, that's not a knife, the scene or scenes that have passed over into pop culture. Damo? Uh, every, every, Everything. You tell me a scene that isn't. Yeah. Like, may the force be with you. The oh. Jedi is a religion. The Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Lightsabers, their sounds. Droids, Darth Vader, he's breathing. Yeah. Um, the Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. The score is popular culture. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything in this that isn't. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing that's not... Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long oh, time. Well, like, it's all I, just... Well, it's I, all just so well known. There is that meme, too. Now, that's a name I haven't heard since I chopped off your dad's legs and threw him into a <laughs> volcano. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I said the same thing. Kids kids fighting with lightsabers for 40 years now. And I, I put merchandising. I thought that, like, it's yeah. it just defined merchandising. It, it, every, every aspect of this movie... Yeah, it's... Is the question is what's not. Yeah, well, it this is. is it. I think. Yeah, you know, and everything. I think, I think in some movies there's some stuff that hasn't. We talk about a scene or a scene yeah. in the movie, but I think you can't say that this whole movie hasn't passed over into pop culture. Yeah. Okay, cool. Number two, Philip Stucky Award for the biggest dick character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Do you say Darth Vader? I mean, Darth Vader's the evil part of this, but he's I such a good he's a dick. character. I, I, so, I personally uh, would I say know. C-3PO myself. Yeah, you'd <laughs> say C-3PO, yeah. 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 I'm, I only noise. go that big snuffle-nosed, big long nose. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Dick-nosed spy. That thing. Dick-nosed yeah. spy. That thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what's it? His name is Gurindan. <laughs> Gurindan. <laughs> he's got a name. Yeah, he does. I've got his, I've got his uh, figure. I had to get Dick-nosed yeah. spy. Yeah, 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 Dick No Spy. It's a, it's an amazing nose. Dr. Everzan and yeah, Bumface, like they're, they're, not, they're not good. Which one was he again, Dr. Everzan? Oh, he knows, was, he was, he was oh, yeah, Cantina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those guys are dicks too. Yes. I don't like you either. Yeah, actually, the Cantina is probably full of them. Full of dicks. Yeah. 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 Well, more sizely. Well, there's no a greater hive of scum or villainy. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I've got the. So, what are we going with? Who are we going with? Everzan. Go with him. I know. Okay. Either him or three PO. Okay. We'll we'll go with Everzan because three PO is a goodie, right? He's annoying, but he's not a dick. Everzan is a dick. Throws his mate in the way to get his arm chopped off. JJ uh, Jennifer Jason Lee backdraft or the Caddyshack Award for the uh, cast member or cast that is not in the same movie. I I'm going to say no one. There's not many cast members. I, yeah, I'm going to say no one. Everyone's sort of on their game here. No one looks out of place. Jabba the Hutt was the only one out of place. For yeah, me, the like cosmetic we talked about yeah, earlier. Okay, yeah, that was right. it. Yeah, but apart from that, everyone else is fine. Yep, yep. Okay. The Ripley running bad athletic prowess in behalf of you know, Ellen Ripley from Aliens, the terrible runner that she is. Who you got, Gal? It's Han. Oh, Terrace Ford. Ford. He what? can't run. He can't run. Have oh. you watched? He, he's oh, not chasing a good runner. The, chasing, yeah, the yeah. Troopers, chasing the troopers down the... Down the tunnel he in runs, the Death Star. He runs a bit like Slab, Rob Blythe. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, this real... He's, he's got a weird gait. In every movie, I've noticed yeah, he's he a bad runner. Run. He, he's up there with Sigourney. He's a bad runner. He's the awful in The Fugitive. Does he's the 100 a, yeah. in what, you reckon? 18, 19 seconds? <laughs> yeah, it's not Maybe, quick. maybe. Anyone, Damo? Well, uh, no, the only th- one I was thinking before was the banging, the store trooper who banged his head on the bloody yeah. roof because he can't see. <laughs> Alec Guinness ain't much of a swordsman. Well, he yeah, probably is a pretty... Don't know how you well, know that. Yeah, well, he probably wasn't back in the day, but I reckon that with a lightsaber in his hand, he's not very good. Yeah. It was so funny. I was watching, just a side note to that, I was watching this documentary and the, the, the stunt coordinator who was in charge of choreographing the, the lightsaber fight. He goes, you know, I wanted to um, I wanted to bring in like a samurai feel. I wanted right. to have this because 
you know, I wanted to have this samurai sword fighting feel. He goes, but you know what I did? Instead of them holding the sword with one hand, I got them to hold the sword with two hands. That game changer. And every move they did two-handed was with two hands. And I'm like, Vader fights with one hand, pal. Or <laughs> 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 oh, maybe that's Empire, but yeah. in, in Star Wars, maybe it's two-handed. And I'm like, wow. Imagine yeah. that. I've got an idea. Yeah. Damon, I've got an idea. Yeah, think tank. Hold the lightsaber <laughs> with two <laughs> hands. Yeah, it reminds me of something. I can't think what it is, but... Yeah. Mind blown! Yeah. Some idea like that. Wow, that's... Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. 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 I suppose Conan the Barbarian, was. He's, he had the big two-handed... It was a very heavy sword. Big sword, yeah. Very heavy sword. Very heavy sword. Okay. Robot sentries on, for the Alien Special Edition where we... Is there a scene that we would have liked to have been in this movie that's not in it? Damo. Well, there is a deleted scene that I saw that I think should have been in the movie. So, <laughs> Is it the three-way in the Falcon cockpit? Oh, God. <laughs> now, that's not... T- yeah, that may be... With Han, Chewie oh. and Luke. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. so it's called Starball. Yeah. Power down, 3PO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually not bad. Write that down. Um, no, Darth Vader, he said to Obi-Wan, I know what you got... Got me for Christmas. And Obi-Wan's like, what? How? How? You know, how? And Darth Vader said, I felt your presence. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just terrible. <laughs> See, I'm trying to get my job at the Christmas bonbons. So, you know, I've got to keep this sort of stuff rolling. That one's losing. Okay, you, yeah. G-Man, anything? No. no. Okay, I said uh, maybe a little bit more beta backstory. But, again, it, I don't think you need to. But it might have been nice to, to know what he was. They don't mention the word Sith in this movie. I don't. Th- oh, they actually did they? they did in a deleted scene. Mm. In the in the scene where the the galactic guys are in the meeting and he force chokes the guy. Yeah. And before that, they talk about to Tarkin. One of the guys says, "You know, this Sith Lord of yours," but that gets cut out, and then he rocks in. Uh, Vader rocks in. So yeah, we wouldn't have had any idea what a Sith Lord was at the time. But anyway. I guess no. that you know, they they had an idea that. The story was going to go yes, on when yeah. they did this, so they, they they were trying to tease that out yeah. later on. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Last one. The Brad Pitt Award. Person you'd most like to lie down with. It's a, a very small sample size here, but I'm tipping we're all going to say uh, Princess Leia. Yeah, because I you know you Princess Lay her. <laughs> Boom. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to use that for my Christmas bonbon uh, resume. <laughs> no, but she, she is like. Smurfette. She is the only... She's the only girl in the galaxy. Yeah. She, she is the only one in... I don't think there is another... There's is there another uh, female in this movie, no. apart from Aunt Beru? Uh, there's, I, I think there's a couple in on Yavin. Yeah, I, I was they're, looking. They're all I massive, couldn't see them. They're all massive background there's, actors. There's nothing in the Empire. There's nothing in the Death Star. But she's, uh, the, the, yeah. she, she is Smurfette. That's what I thought. Yeah. She's the only one. Um, what about on Yavin too? There's that guy outside with his uh, speed camera gun. What's it, what, is yeah. he, what is he doing? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've got pretty good radars. They I don't need well, he's, he's like a cow. sentry, but I mean, what are you going to do? Because by the time they, by the time they get there, mate, it's over. <laughs> I don't, he's, he's got, probably I checking their clearance code. I thought but it was the police. Going, he's yeah. just the radar guy, yeah. just yeah. booking people for speed. Dickhead highway patrol on Yarvin. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, well done. Let's move into a listen to this. Oh. And we could talk about this section for days, but we won't. Uh, We'll start with you, Damo. What do you got? Well, I, before I start, I've just got to do an ad for one of our um, sponsors. Go for it. Just as a live read. So, um, yeah, look. Uh, hi, Watchers. 
I don't always buy power converters, but when I do, I go to Tosha Station. <laughs> Is that the read? Yeah, that's the... Uh, okay, that's excellent. The, yeah. Well done. Um, uh, thank you, Toshi Station, for your <laughs> sponsorship of this episode. Yes, that's good. Yeah. Um, the Wookiee, I was watching the uh, the making of Star Wars, and George Lucas got the idea of the Wookiee from his dog, this large Malamute dog called Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's what that... Um, now and that's why in Raiders, or not in uh, The Last Crusade, when he's actually named after the dog in that movie too. Oh. So he says, you're named after the dog because his name's Henry, Henry yeah. Jones Jr. Oh, and they call him right. Indy because their dog's name in, it, in, in as a child in yeah. Indiana Jones was yeah. was Indiana. Yeah. But it was George Lucas's dog's name. Okay, yeah. yeah. And the other thing that I found was like, because obviously the um, technology wasn't there, but the, um, the tractor beam scene was a glass painting. So the guy actually painted it onto glass. Yeah. And then they filmed just that little bit in the middle where um, Alec Guinness is standing on that platform moving that lever. And it looks like this illusion that he's on this, you know, 300-foot-high yeah. tower. But it, it's actually a hand-painted on glass. There's a lot of matte painting in this movie. It's, it's yeah, 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 wow, that looks phenomenal. The yeah. illusion is brilliant. And it's like this is where the technology was. It's We're still painting things. Absolutely. G-Man? Uh, one I found here, according to an interview with George Lucas, uh, originally Luke was going to be a girl. Han Solo was going to be an alien. The Wookiees were going to be called Jawas. And R2-D2 and 3PO were going to be called A2 and C3. Bizarro world. Yeah. It's like that the was, Seinfeld that was the episode. Early, yeah. 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 That was some of the That's early early character yeah. Wow. formation. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Another quick one. Darth Vader. Only had twelve minutes of screen time in the whole movie. No it's, it's way. like Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. It's the same yeah, amount. As, I think Hannibal had eleven minutes. Yeah. What an impact! It's pretty crazy, isn't yeah. it? Like and who do you go it? away remembering the most? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's when you know you've got an iconic character, right? Yeah. Yeah. You sparingly, but powerfully. But, I mean, he's obviously in those key scenes. He's the one that the opening. He does the force, the 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 chokehold. He does the um. He's in the ship, that with the trench run. Yeah. And and, and the lightsaber duel. So yeah, but they're. The big scenes. They are, yeah. Absolutely. Why at the in the start, like when they send all the stormtroopers through with it, you know, firing at the guns on, on Leia's ship, why didn't you just walk out and use the force and stop it? Like, well, and that's right what from. they sort of do in Rogue One. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're he, right. He just cleans out the he tunnels. He sends yeah. the stormtroopers in, you guys go and yeah. get killed. Yeah. It's, what it's, about the poor bloke that says, oh, there's Leia, set for stun, yeah. and then she kills him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <no>. <laughs> <laughs> he should have went, set for kill the yeah. body. Uh, okay, any more, G-Man? Um, no, James Earl Jones and David Prowse, and we talked about him coming in at the last minute to be the voiceover. They never met. Yeah. They never met on set. I mean, not that they had to, mm. but uh, it's sort of a, one of those crazy facts, right? David but Prowse would have hated his What, like, in, probably. in later life they met? They never met? Or? I, I don't think they ever met. They never met on the set on of the movie. set yeah. On the set of the movies. Yeah. yeah. All right, I've got... Uh, so, George Lucas was so sure this movie was going to be a flop that him, that he and Steven Spielberg went to Hawaii... As a holiday when it was released, and yep. actually finally found out by phone calls that there were it's kicking things around the block. When they were there, they came up for the idea of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So pretty wow, pretty handy holiday. Sp Spielberg's wife at the time did she was involved in that too, wasn't she? I think we covered that the other week. Uh, she was involved. In, I can't remember. No, no, no. Was George Lucas's wife. George, uh, oh. No, George Lucas's wife, Marsha Lucas, was edited Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So opening night in May '77. And by November, had dethroned Jaws as the all-time domestic box office champion, which was then beaten by the movie I Hated Its Guts. 
E.T. because it beat Star Wars. Uh, but then it went back to the top when it was re-released in 97 until Titanic was released and then got swamped. Right. Yeah. So it, uh, it held the top spot twice as all-time box it's, office. So, but... Avatar is still is Avatar number one all time or is it Gone with the Wind or what? What is no? It? Well, it, it, I think in well, well, Gone well, with the Wind adjusted, still is adjusted for inflation. And, and or just, maybe Avatar's yeah, taken it now. I think Avatar's taken it. Yeah. Oh. I think Avatar's the biggest. Let's just say James Cameron's got quite a few of the highest grossing movies of all time. Well, I suppose there's a, a hell of a lot more cinemas now and a hell of a lot more people. It's yep. different. It's different. Yeah. Yep. So the intercom conversation, oh, yeah. you know, which is probably one of the best parts of the yeah. movie. Harrison Ford didn't learn his num- uh, line yep. so that he so he fumbled across it so it felt that way which was really cool. George Lucas isn't much of a director. He really had two commands. One was faster or more intense. <laughs> and he actually lost his voice for a week. And so and the and the cast and crew didn't know because he hardly spoke on on wow. on the on the set. So they decided they'd do two signs for him. One said faster and one yeah. said more intense. They intensity. just used the sign. <laughs> <laughs> he just held them up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the famous story, I'm sure everybody's heard this about the Prior to release, that George Lucas invited some of his friends around. Now, when you talk about some of his friends, we've got Spielberg, Coppola, oh, right. um, Brian De Palma, and Martin Scorsese. Right. Came to his screening room to screen for them a early cut of the movie. Brian De Palma declared it's the worst movie <gasps> he's ever seen. Only over because it was it, it didn't have didn't have all the effect shots in it didn't oh, have okay, a lot of okay. the stuff in right so there was so there'd be a a, a dogfight scene and there would be old world war 2 footage of a dogfight right okay and so everyone in the in the in the room was like what are you doing george steven spielberg goes this is going to be the biggest movie of all time wow and everyone was like poor steven <laughs> and steven got 2.5% and the other fuckers in the room got zero no. wow. so it's not Visionary. poor steven yeah yeah Funny one. Well, let's say George Lucas took that lower salary and then took some of the took the, all the um, merchandising, yeah, like all he, the merchandising, he, yeah. and everyone was like, "Mate, that's ridiculously stupid." Suicide. Like, they don't. Yeah. You don't make any money off that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Please. <laughs> it's because all those dogfight scenes. So they're all scale models with little miniature explosions. Yeah. yeah. It, it took like two years to film all yeah. that stuff on itself. Yeah. Well, let's they, get this little ship. Let's blow well, it we up. We haven't even we haven't even talked about the them actually developing the company ILM Industrial Light and Magic. For this movie, yeah, like there was not, there was nowhere they could do this. No. It's a bit similar to um, Avatar, Peter Jackson, and, and oh, Avatar, uh, where yeah, yeah, they oh, built yeah. their studio well, the for this specific yep. yeah. thing, and, and like this had never been done before. So ILM are the pioneers, and, and still are really today. Uh, I know there's you know, Cameron's got his one, and Jackson's got his one, but ILM are sort of like the benchmark. Yeah, and they built this company to film this movie, and the cameras they built, the Everything that they that it was first time through, like they yep. had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, so that's incredible. Peter Cushing, who's Grand Moff Tarkin, Tarkin yep. had a pair of boots that he would wear that were so uncomfortable <laughs> that for all of his shots, you don't see his feet because <laughs> he's wearing pink fuzzy slippers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yes, and also another one, Dennis Lawson, who is Wedge Antilles, is Ewan McGregor's uncle. Okay. Yeah. Just sorry, going back to the boots, I got one here because Luke Skywalker or Mark Hamill kept his boots from the original movie. Yep. And when they were re-released to the theaters in the in the '90s, his son said, "Oh, one of his sons said, can I wear your your boots to the movies?'" And Hamill was like, 
no, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, you won't get out alive if somebody knows they're the original boots yeah. from the original movie. Like, you, you won't come home with those. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so still on Mark Hamill. So apparently the studio executives were, like, super unhappy that Chewbacca is nude. Oh. And they tried <laughs> well, to get we, the we costume put- department to make shorts for him. No. Yeah. Well, what is the thing he wears around his... Bandolier. That thing from his shoulder down. It's a down. bandolier. And what is it for? It's got bullets in it. Yeah, it's a... It's well, a that I, I know... I that know he's it. got a laser gun. It's an ammo he's belt. A, yeah. It's an ammo belt. It's a bandolier. That he's got a bowcaster that shoots lasers. Yeah, that's the thing, because yeah. it looks like an ammo belt, but I'm thinking... It, but it's not an ammo belt, because he's... I don't so know. So they, they wanted to, to chew not to be nude. Yeah. yeah. They could have so gone like Humphrey be there, waistcoat. Oh, just the yeah. waistcoat, yeah. <laughs> just a top coat. <laughs> Chicken waistcoat like Humphrey <laughs> Bear. Well, what did Fat Cat wear? Did he have? He had a top. He had a red. He had a red. He had a red. Yeah. He had his ass hanging out too. Yeah. Time, no pants. And a hat. Shit. And a red, hat, red or a white, a yellow hat. Okay, so I'm going to read something here, which is quite interesting. About we talked about Alex Guinness earlier, and this is the last piece of listen to this. So the 2003 book Alex Guinness, the authorized biography, reprints several letters that Guinness wrote to his longtime friend and correspondent, Anne Kaufman, in which he expressed his displeasure and the dubiousness about the quality of this movie as it was in production. Before filming started, he wrote, I've been offered a movie, which I may accept if they come up with proper money. <coughs> London and North Africa, starting in mid-March. Science fiction, which gives me pause, but is to be directed by Paul Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Who did American Graffiti, wow. which makes me feel I should. Big part. Fairy tale rubbish, but could be interesting perhaps. That's the. Then, wow. after filming started, he wrote to Kaufman again to complain about the dialogue and describe his co stars. New rubbish dialogue reaches me every other day on wadges of pink paper, and none of it makes my character clear or even bearable. I just think, thankfully, of the lovely bread, which will help keep me going until next April. Wow. I must be off to studio and work with a dwarf. Very sweet. He has to wash in a bidet. And your fellow countryman, Mark Hamill, and Tennyson, that can't be right, Ford. Ellison, question mark? Tennyson Ford? Yeah. Well, a rangy, languid young man who was probably intelligent and amusing. But, oh, oh my God, they make me feel 90 and treat me as if I'm 106. Wow. Oh, the actor's name is Harrison Ford. Ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So these were these letters in 76 or whenever it was yeah, being filmed, yeah. or 75 yeah. or something. Incredible. Well, it, it's funny because he kind of contradicts himself a bit. He's like, you know, yeah, this, 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 negative, negative. But I'm looking forward to do it because Paul Lucas did yeah. American Graffiti. He's like, well, hang on. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier. He... He read the script and looked and went. I think this can be really good. But he was a Shakespearean actor and you know had a lot of lot of chops in and he'd done a lot of big movies. So I think he can't remember. He did it name and, and partway through it, he was like, "Oh, Tennyson. I've had yeah, I've had this movie." Tennyson and Paul. Yeah, I've had this movie. Like I'm, I'm yeah. over it. It's not really a, yeah. a proper movie. Fairy tale. Oh, that's that, no, that's interesting. But yeah. you know, obviously, in the end, he made the right decision. And he did it really well, Got and it was an iconic iconic character. Paid a lot of money. Yeah, it's, he's best known yeah. for for right. showing nothing. A lot, a lot of, of money. money. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, well, that's the bread. That's the bread. I'm assuming, and yeah, not not def- the Tunisian. Um, correct, correct. You know, yeah. bread. Lubna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one degree of Kurt Russell. There's nothing but Kurt yes, Russell. Yes, Kurt is. Russell did read 
That's exactly right. If you audition, I'm sure that's a one that's degree. That's a one degree of Kurt Russell. So oh, well, Kurt Russell did read for this movie and there is footage of him reading for this movie. And he put the pressure on George Lucas to go, come on, make your decision, make yeah. your decision. And then they sort of cut him go because he had to do something else. Yeah, he would have been doing a Disney kids movie. Well, also, what about one degree of Quigley Down Under? Yep, it's in there. What have you got? Well... Tom Selleck was going to play the role of Harrison Ford. No, he was going to yep. be he was going to be Indiana Jones. He was going to be oh yeah in Indiana Jones. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. He was going to be uh, Han Not Solo. A, he was going to be Han did Solo. Yeah. Did Tom and Selleck audition for Han Solo? He was going to be Han Solo, and oh. then he had he was um, he was uh, contracted to do Magnum, so he had to leave to do that. No, that was Indiana Jones that stopped him from doing that. Oh, that but was he, was too. But was he did too. he did audition for um, he did audition for Han Solo. Well, I do have one too, but. Simon Winsor, who directed Quigley, also directed the TV series The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Oh. And Harrison Ford was in one episode. Really? Yep. Of yeah. the hundred and something episodes that were done. Simon Winsor only directed six episodes, but he directed the series that Han, Han Solo was in. Well, that's a loose. This is a loose carry. But this is, this is really happening. The ref would same go, series. Same series. You know, maybe it's a two. Maybe R- it's a one and a half. Ronaldo, Ronaldo Mulatalo would be going, ripped out, so ripped <laughs> out. And the ref would be saying, loose carry. <laughs> loose carry. Yes. Okay, notable quotables. To be honest, there's not a heap, right? There's the there's the uh, massive ones like, you know. Power converters. Well, yeah. What have you got, Gow, for notable quotables? Oh, look, we've, we've been through most of them. I mean, we get them. You know, I find find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Han Solo's scene where I'm fine, we're all fine. How are you? Yeah, yeah it's excellent. Boring um, conversation. Boring anyway. conversation. Anyway, yeah. Luke, we're gonna have company. Yeah. Um, the other one that I had is is what is his name, Doctor Ezavan? Uh, yeah, Doctor Ezavan. man. Ezavan. Yeah, and big, that's one. Big face. Big face. So many face. times I've done it with Morgs, where he's gone. Sorry, what you saying? I go. He said he doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> I don't like you like either. All the time. Yeah. We say that all the time. That is pretty funny. He was scary though. That When I saw that in the movies as a kid, I remember going, that's such a scary looking bastard. Ugly man. Yeah. Ugly You'll man. be dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I've got... Damo, you got anything? <laughs> but imagine saying to someone in a bar. <laughs> just randomly <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> No, I, but I did like the Moss Eisley one. You'll never oh, find a more... Ri- yeah. 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 Moss Eisley Seasport. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. We must be cautious. <laughs> but yeah, there are, there are lots of things all the way through yeah, it. The, but, um, the Jedi mind trick. Like, move oh, along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, These are not the droids you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, I like um, Wonderful Girl. Either I'm going to yeah. kill her or I'm beginning to like her. <laughs> and uh, I had no, I don't like you either. And... I, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we all had pretty much the same <laughs> Nerf, Nerf herders, that scruffy all, Nerf herders. Well, that is, yeah. that's Empire. But that's I, Empire. Yeah, 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 but it's still, that's, yeah. That's Empire. And yeah, laugh it up. Oh, sorry. But that's yeah, empire. no, walking carpet. Get yeah. this walking carpet out yeah, of my that's way. That's right, yeah. She's such a bitch, isn't she? Leia? Yeah. she. Yeah, she's, she's quite... Um, uppity she's snort. taking control. Like, we've just got you out. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. A little short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? And then... Yeah, good exit plan. And then she shoots and they go yeah. go into the Wonderful plan. Yeah, the trash is like... Why the hell are they going there? And also, the depth of the water. Like, how does that work? They're standing there ankle deep, but Luke goes down. Yeah, I know. And where does that, where does the uh, thing go? Where does it go? Why is it there? I don't know. But you do hear the noise, obviously, it escapes through. Yeah, it goes. Because they they started to shut. It's like, I've got to get out of here. Yeah, Yeah. it's a really odd character to have there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, well done. Let's move into... (laughs) 
Film school for F-wits. And without Dan today, it should be a reasonable amount of time. This goes for. Talked earlier about the 1970s being the decade that changed everything in film. And every year there is an iconic film that changed the way films were done either for that genre or for the industry in general. So we're going to start in 1970. MASH was released. The movie MASH was released. Obviously it would go on to be an absolute phenomenon as a TV series which ran for 11 years about the Korean War. Still today it's shown, I think they were saying that somewhere in the world someone's watching an episode of MASH still today. I'd agree. Right? Yeah. And I actually just rewatched the whole series about, uh, probably during COVID, I think I went from episode one all the way through to no. Goodbye, Farewell, Amen. Wow. It's very good. Very good. It is, yeah. But it, it does become a Alan Alder, uh, pretentious, look at me, look at me. And then you can definitely tell the episode. You can that, tell when he takes when over he, the directing. You can tell when he directs. Yeah. Oh, definitely, right. right? Okay, so that's 1970. 71, Dirty Harry. Mm. Redefined the gritty cop drama. In that same year, French Connection came out as well. So... Between those two, redefine what we thought about cop movies and procedurals and that R-rated crime drama. And I watch Dirty Harry all the time still today. It's freaking amazing. Awesome. Freaking amazing movie. 72, arguably the greatest movie ever made, The Godfather. From a massive novel, what they squeezed into a three-hour movie is incredible. And it is just still today... Eminently rewatchable. I watch it regularly. I watched it again just the other day. Uh, part of it, so good. I've seen it once. God, mate, go back and watch it again. <laughs> it, it is <laughs> worth a watch. Fuck good Damo, movie. Come yeah. on, come on. Seventy three. We'll go from arguably the greatest movie ever made to arguably the greatest horror movie of all time. Oh, that's The Exorcist. Yeah. Incredible movie. Again, adapted from a book, William Peter Blatty, who ended up helping to write the screenplay. It, it, was, is, it was spooky. It was disturbing. It made it disturbing. It, it is so good even now. I remember watching it. They re-released it, and the version you'd never seen, where they added the um, the spider crawl down the stairs where she's arched over, oh, arched yeah. over on her back and she comes down yeah. the stairs. That was not in the original cut. And they also added some more... Screen cutting to black where the Pazuzu devil would be on the screen. And I saw it in the cinema, in a packed cinema. Man, it's You saw that in the movie? No, the re-release. Oh, the, yeah, it was okay, maybe yeah. it was the 30th anniversary yeah, or something. Right, yeah, and yeah. it was like maybe in 2003. They re-released it oh. when they did the version you've never seen. They re-released the cinema and oh my God. I still, I, I wouldn't say I watch this every year, but I, I would watch this regularly. Mm. Incredible film. 74 is The Godfather 2. So what becomes then, is the sequel better than the original discussion? Uh, and it's the, the multi-layered timelines. Coppola just owning it. Robert De Niro, just incredible film. Really, really good. I don't think it's, as, it's better than the original, but... There's, him there's him no and Marlon argument. Brando are the only people to get, uh, to get an Academy Award for, for the playing same, same char- role. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Same character, sorry. Yeah. Same role, same character. Okay. This is where it gets really interesting, and this is where we start to define movies and genres as a whole. 75 is Jaws. So it defines the summer blockbuster, changes the way that movies are released forever. Movies were never released in summer. They were always released around Christmas for in, the, in the US because people were on holidays. This was released in the middle of the year, and it was only released in the middle of the year because it ran so far over, and it got released in summer. 
Whenever, Trend, when everyone wants to go to the beach. This is it. So, and it's still today, it has such a powerful effect on popular culture. It's an incredible film. My number two in my list. Love it. Watch it all the time. Do you know the reason they call it Blockbuster? No. So, they call it a Blockbuster because the lines for the movie I'll busted go around the block. The block. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Okay. Yeah. So, there you go. 76. Rocky Good and the sport movie is born. And arguably, has there been a better sport movie than the original Rocky? Maybe. It's definitely right up there still. Yeah. Changed the way sport movies were looked at. Probably Incredible for me movie. It is the best, yeah. Yeah. 77, Star Wars. Well, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Changed everything. So what George did, Star Wars said, hold my beer. Yeah. And just changed the world. Okay. The, the science fiction was essentially effectively born and taken to the next level. Uh, and the phenom, the phenom movie, but the movie but that the special effects it, for the first time something looked real. Yeah, there wasn't lines and wires and clunky looking movement. It was like wow. Yeah, that was it. Felt real. You're right. Yeah. It just felt real. Seventy eight, Superman. Okay, the superhero genre yeah. is born on film. There'd not been a superhero movie really committed to film. I, I remember a Spider-Man movie, seeing a yeah, Spider-Man movie. That was a TV movie. That was a, The Amazing was Spider-Man. Yeah, I remember But it that. was a TV movie that they released in the cinema. Okay. And it might have been the year before this. So it might have been yeah. in 77. Yeah, around then. But if we talk about Superman, the original movie, mm, that, was, massive. that was massive. Huge. Richard Donner. Huge. Yeah. Massive. Massive film. And, and a huge undertaking. And again... He, it looks pretty real when he's flying, like it still yeah. holds up today. Yep. Gene Hackman's amazing as Lex, as Lex Luthor. It's a, it's a good movie, really is. And it's an absolute shame what happened to Christopher Reeve. Yeah. 79, I've got two movies here, but we've got Alien. Changes changes what we think about sci-fi and horror. And horror, yeah. Right? And Apocalypse Now, which is mm. the first real deep dive into the Vietnam War. And not a not a glamorous look Not a glamorous war. look at yeah. war, right? This yeah. is the dirty underbelly of, yeah. of the Vietnam War. 1980, we've got Empire Strikes Back, and now we're talking about the sequel being better than the original. It takes Godfather 2 and says, look, let's just see what we can do here. In those 11 years, if we take 1980 into it, those 11 or 12 movies there, they changed the world. Every year there was a movie that defined either a genre or the industry. That's never happened again. No. That has never happened again. If you went through, the, you could not do a list for the 80s that went, well, yeah, there's good movies. Don't get me wrong. But they're, they're, they're running off the back of these all movies. All these here. new benchmark setting no. movies every year. Matthew. Yeah. Matthew. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I know what's coming. Enter the Dragon. Something? I think you've forgotten that 1983. <laughs> yeah. Shoko and Keith Vitale <laughs> reinvent the way ninja movies are made. Okay, yeah. Revenge yeah. of the Ninja. Yeah. Sam Furstenberg delivers <laughs> us... A masterpiece. Okay. And that paved the way for movies after that time. All action slash ninja movies. And that, yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to on. question your credentials if he's, you, if well, you I, don't bring I that up. I didn't go to 83. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, he's, he's, he's deliberately snubbed it because yeah. it's a clear. That's a snubbing. Yeah. Okay. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> should have been the I stand the corrected. I, 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 there should, I, I won't need to wash my mouth out when I mention Revenge of the Ninja in the same breath as The Godfather in the future. Mm, you might you. you might get a a ninja start of the neck if you if you keep this up. Okay. Well, tell <laughs> hey quiet. tell Rounders and he'll come. Yeah. And you'll get a knock on your door, mate. Yeah, Rounders. Will be you'll get a knock on your door, and I'll okay. be Rounders. All right. So that is film school for F wits. So there we go. And 
here we normally have Stan Bush kick-ass credits, but we, I actually don't think we can do this movie justice. So what we're going to do in replace of this is Damo has brought in the original Star Wars Trivial Pursuit game. Now, the history, it's called the Classic Trilogy Collector's Edition. Now, this, I reckon, has come out in the late 90s, probably around the same time as the re-release of the, of the trilogy. Now, the history behind this exact game is that three men in this room and actually, Damo's brother, yep. Brendan, he and, he and Brendan were a team. Yep, Team Giles. Gow and Dan were a team. And Sloan, who joined us for Commando in the very early days of Born to Watch, and myself were an unbeatable team. Oh, good God. We won it. Revision. You did you guys, it. A bit of revisionist history it. here. I, you did win one I, game, I, 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 but I, you I, didn't win the whole thing. I did. <laughs> no, no, we won. No, no, no. You we, won it. We yeah. said last game wins. <laughs> oh, I'm right. fairly certain that there was no one that came anywhere close. Okay, to you tell me your story then. The, your your version of we events. were clear winners. Uh, uh, okay, everything. Okay, let, let, there was three games, and we won all three. We all won one each. I, and I always talk about chunk count. Came second <laughs> in two that I lost. Oh, so I got a first dear. and two seconds. So I said, Team Giles wins. No. And then you and Sloan. So it's like that's your medal tally. Yeah. Like the Olympics. So yeah. Yeah, let's go on yeah, so go on chunk count. If you go on chunk count, it's it's me and, and boy. So what we're doing now while we're arguing the point, yeah. it's quite obvious. Oh, let me just read out a couple of questions. Eh? I don't know what CH category is. But anyway, I'll have to read the instructions. Um when well, who grabbed his light oh God. Who grabbed his blaster rifle for protection? When he saw sand people approaching, oh, Luke! Yeah, yeah there, there is. I'm just having a look. There's some easy ones here. Yeah, but here's one for you. Yep. Who flew his X-wing out of the Death Star's trench under Luke Skywalker's orders? Was it Wedge? Yeah, it's Wedge. Full name, please. Wedge Antilles. Antilles. Yeah, well done. You can't do any good back there. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just reading. We're just reading whatever we want now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Try and just find a Harvard on there. I'll try around. Here we go. What rebel pilot lost his starboard engine just before losing his life to Vader? Which we can go again? What rebel pilot lost his starboard engine? Biggs. Just before. Full name, please. Biggs Darklighter. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay, this might it's, be a little... It's, it's sounding like my story might be fucking true just quietly. But anyway, oh, continue. That, continue. That, that, I handpicked these ones for you. Who, <laughs> who was charged with overseeing the construction of the second Death Star? Oh, so this is moving into the next one. Second Death Star. Um, that, so we're talking the third the movie The third now. movie. Yeah. So that's... Because um, this is the three movies. Oh, I remember it's the guy. Oh. We shot double our efforts. Yes, that guy. Um, I don't uh, know what his name is. Moff Gerard. Okay. Yeah. There are what political I, body was dissolved by the emperor during Star Wars? The Senate. Full name. The Imperial Senate. Yep. Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, I'd like a vote here. <laughs> what planet is inhabited by snakes, lizards, and flying pterosaurs? Yeah. Okay. What character is the only? Person to fire a blaster directly at Darth Vader. Han. Yep. Yeah, and he hit him in the hands. Yeah, no, he just pushed it away. Cloud yeah. City. Yeah. Cloud City. Oh, do you want to? Well, can, we, can I show you the dice for the game? So yeah, the dice is R2D. I did press it before. So R2D2, you press his head. Hang on, here I go. 
right? So then it ca- and that comes up comes up with a number four. So that this is the same battery from whenever I got this twenty odd years ago, and it's still wa- working with um, R two D two. I got one. F- that's very good. It's it's incredible that the battery life lasts so long. That's amazing. Yeah. R two doesn't need to shut down like C three PO. Last question. Yep. What planet did Leia name as the location of the Rebel base while being interrogated? Dantooine. Dantooine. Yeah. Yes, well done. Dantooine. Dantooine. The base is on Dantooine. Where is poor old Dantooine anyway? Sneaking in anywhere. This, this, yeah, this hasn't been open for quite a while. I'm yeah. just like, oh. It's such a good game. It is, yeah. Let's move into the rank bank. And I've got a few options here for us, and I'd love to get some feedback on you. Okay, so our choice tonight is Hives of Scum and Villainy. (laughs) Thousands of Crying Voices. Jedi Mind Tricks. Han Shoots Firsts. Intergalactic Love Triangles. Unintentional Incestuous Feelings. (laughs) Dick Nose Spies. (laughs) Hey, what was your first two? I thought they were hives of scum and, and villainy. And, and what's the next one? Thousands of crying voices. And what we haven't um, got power converters in there. Oh no, we don't have power converters in there. I reckon power converters is a good one. Power converters. All right, we're going to go to Toshi Station because power converters. Okay, so let's either that or Womp Rats. <laughs> Shoot him in his T sixteen. Uh, and then they're yeah. much bigger than two meters. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with our guest. How many power converters are you giving Star Wars Episode Four? Yeah, well, I suppose for you guys too, there might have been a little bit of a, a spoiler alert from um, last week's episode, which I maybe it may 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 not yeah. get it may not get full marks. Yep, yep, yep. But it may. Well, yeah, and and as you know, you can say like, has all the new shit sort of tarnished yep it has but i'm gonna keep this movie in context for when i saw it and for those first ever 20 30 years of my life it's always been my number one movie i suppose like it's kind of wavering now it's not as doesn't hold up but i'm gonna keep it back in context it's a five yeah i don't think that i could explain it any better than what you just did damo like that's exactly it so it's a five for me yeah yeah well Surprise, surprise, we're going to have our second full-service five-star <laughs> movie. Goodfellas was our first. I'm giving this five stars. If I could give it seven, I would. Mm. This is my favourite movie of all time, and I don't think it'll ever be supplanted. It's the movie that made me fall in love with movies. This is the reason we do this podcast. Well, this and the one we do for our first birthday will be the reason that we do this podcast. It'd be interesting. It would have been really. This would have been a really good episode to have Dan here because it would have been interesting to see what he rated it. But with the three of us, this is a five star movie in Gout. That's going to make it very easy for you to tell us where it is on the list. You just told us it's equal first spot with Goodfellas. Yeah, doesn't have an asterisk to be the top one. It should. No, it's uh, it's time. You can have plenty. There'll be plenty of fives probably. Uh, There's gonna. There's probably going to be a few. In the future, that could possibly be uh, perfect films. I reckon I know one that would probably be a, a James Cameron-y sort of one, maybe. Yeah, I think that that definitely is, is is a big chance of being a five. It's definitely a five from Dan, that one. But uh, look, 
Well, we'll see as we move forward. I mean, yeah. there's there's two in top spot at the moment. There's a lot of other movies that we will cover for sure. That that could well, potentially just, be up there. But and you know, it, I don't think it would be naive to think that most of the movies individually that we have on our top ten list we may consider to be five star movies. Like yeah, w- so Wake in Fright could be the next. You know, yeah, equal yeah. leader could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. Could be. It could be. We'll wait and see. Okay, look, if you loved Star Wars, what are you going to watch, Damo? Uh, Spaceballs. Yeah. But, no, if you wanted something to, that I think, you know, I'm trying to think of a different science fiction. I'm going to go to the Chronicles of Riddick. Okay. With the Necromungus. You've got this evil empire, you've got one guy standing against him, and it's in space. And I actually really, it's it's a much down and dirty sort of version of space, but... I actually really like the Chronicles of Riddick. Good call. What about you, Gal? If you like this movie, you should watch The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I think you should. Is there a sequel? <laughs> I um, look one one that's a little bit left field, but it's sort of in in the in the Star Wars realm is The Last Starfighter. Oh yeah. Oh mate. I love this movie it's as a, a kid. It's a great movie. It's an awesome movie. Still great. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good choice. Girl. And I haven't seen this for so long, mm. but I just remember watching as a kid and really every time you could just put it on and just just love watching this movie. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it people, go out and watch the last Starfighter. And it was 84? 84, yeah. yeah. It could have been any of us could have been picked because yep. it was he, he, he could play the game. Yep. Well, Gao Gao uh, there's a big chance Gao would have been picked. Yeah. Gao spent a lot of time on the pennies. That's what I think. It's yeah. like everyone's like, you know what? I'm really good on this. I can yeah. play this game. Yeah. I might get yeah. picked. Yeah. You know? Maybe I'll maybe I'll get transferred into Ikarai <laughs> Warriors. Right. Uh, look, good choice, Gao. Really good. And I've got something similar ilk. Uh, it, it's a bit of a Star Wars ripoff, but it's also a bit of a Seven Samurai and the Magnificent Seven ripoff. Battle Beyond the Stars. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh! I, I, John Boy, John Boy, yeah, yeah. and um, Robert Vaughn, yeah, Robert Vaughn, and the girl, the lady, she was like a, I think she might have done a bit of Playboy or something yeah. too. The well, blonde head, the blonde, blonde head uh, warrior woman, yeah, yes, it's a good sort. I, I forget um, what her name is, but it's it's yeah. effectively home planets being attacked. They yeah. try to get a team of mercenaries to to attack the, the the baddies, and it's a Roger Corman film. I saw it at the movies. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's good yeah. fun. It's and it's worth watching if you can track it down. Battle Beyond the Stars. It certainly doesn't have the, the budget of Star Wars. But, the, but like John Boy's ship, just looks crap. It's crap. Like it's, it's a crap ship. It, yeah. Um, yeah. But Robert Vaughn. Oh, and uh, George Papad. George Papad's in it. That's right. Yeah. He is too. Yeah. 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 It's He's worth, pretty funny in it. Actually, yeah. it's worth a watch. Drinking and smoking. Yeah. And, yeah. The other one is if you want to really deep dive into Star Wars, the original trilogy, there is an excellent documentary, and it's on Disney, called Empire of Dreams, and it just tells about the behind the scenes of the first three films four five and six it's a real deep dive i watched it to prepare for this as well i'd seen it heaps and heaps and heaps of times but there is so much other stuff on youtube and behind the scenes and making ofs of of the star wars stuff which really is incredible like guys that i remember like you know dennis murin and all these guys which are like special effects artists that worked on this movie that i shouldn't know dennis murin's name yeah right ralph Macquarie. i shouldn't know his name Jeez. I shouldn't know. I shouldn't know these guys' names, but I do because I watched this behind the scenes stuff. Really, really interesting to see how they brought it to life and made it look so good. Okay, well, I think I think that's it for Star Wars. We're pretty good there. Pretty good. good. Pod. Actually, yeah. I, I like it. Say, had, had, you, had you heard of Hardware Wars? Because I know when I went to the in nineteen seventy eight, they made it, and you had to actually because it's not never on video or anything. 
1978, when I went to the drive-ins to watch something else, there was a, a 10-minute movie before it called Hardware Wars. It was a whole piss take of Star Wars. Like, Han Solo was called Ham Salad. He fought, he, his gun was a drill. The, the spaceships <laughs> were toasters oh, or irons. Right. And it was called Hardware Wars, but it was on at the drive-ins before the movies. It was a 10-minute uh, movie called Hardware Wars. <laughs> and it's actually, I think it's on YouTube now, but Ben Kenobi was Oggy Ben Doggy. Luke was, oh, I can't even think of his name, but they all had different names. So it was like, it was like... The it was a short film. Bunnings, Bunnings was the Galactic yeah, Empire and w- Mitre 10 is yeah, the Rebellion. it was called Hardware Wars. No, never heard of looked that one up. Hardware yeah. Wars. No, I, I remember seeing it. And Gao does, don't, don't think that's just a left-handed comment just to... To shut you up, Gal will actually yeah. go home and watch that because he went straight home after the top ten and watched Waking Fright. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't that tempted to have a look at it, and but you shouldn't be. Yeah, that's it for this week's pod: Star Wars Episode Four, my favourite movie, Gal's favourite movie, Damo's favourite movie. And if Dan was here, I think he'd rate it quite well if he could silo it away. We will be back next week, and we've got a, a viewer or a listener uh, recommendation for us. Uh, the Barrel Buyers Agent down there in Barrel, doing good things in the real estate market, helping people find their dream home, has suggested we look at Molly's Game, starring Jessica Chastain, who I vowed oh, is, who you, I she was on your, proclaimed yeah. could be my new my number one for now. Very beautiful red hair. Yeah, so you got a hall pass for that one. I did get a yeah. hall pass. Megan gave me a hall Full pass. So, so Jessica, make a movie on the Goldie. It's game on. Yeah, now we'll get a we'll get a we might get a room at the at the Star. Yeah, you know, we'll put five on. You know, five in. Five in. Put five, five in. in. Five in the pokies, and then I'll put five in upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking a poker machine upstairs too. Well, there'll be some poker play. Don't worry about that. Uh, okay, uh, Damo, thank you very much for filling fairly big shoes again. Yep, no problem. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for bringing the Trivial Pursuit game in, which mm. is a cracker. Will well be done. an argument. Uh, will be an forever. argument till the end of time. Forever. Yeah, chunk count. Gal, another, another solid effort for you. Well done. Great to be here. Yeah. Love doing this one. Yeah, it was good good fun. Thank you for supporting us. Make sure you share it to your friends. We're, we've just hit the charts in New Zealand, number seven in With film a- reviews in the New Zealand Apple charts. Mm. So thank you to, uh, Kiwis. to our Kiwi mates across the Dutch and uh, keep ditching. And we shall see you next week on the line. Bye for now. Well, hey, we just got to do the everybody laugh ending though. So oh. I'm, I'm going to say the line. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I'm going to say the line and then we're all going to do... This is all spontaneous, by the way. Absolutely. Okay, you ready? What do you mean you're out of power converters? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. 